Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, it's a crazy day. Uh, a lot of news. So this story comes out the other day. We've got uh, Paul Pelosi's attacker is, is in court. And his son gives an interview claiming that his dad may have been a sex slave. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm sorry. I know you may maybe have kids sitting around, but this is just where we're at, I guess. He said his dad's hardly a right-wing conservative. But all of a sudden now his dad's coming out saying he was radicalized by Gamergate or something. And I'm just, I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe the story that the official narrative, he's a right-wing crate nut attacking the Pelosi's, and I don't believe he was a sex slave, but this story is just nuts. So we have to talk about it. You know, we wanted to talk about a bunch of things. You got five Antifa charged with, felon, uh, with domestic terror in Georgia, which is huge. You've got uh, Elon Musk. Twitter is taking down far leftists. So holy smokes, this one's crazy. Aaron Rupar, you know him, you love him, just got suspended. We don't know exactly what's going on yet, so we're going to let that story stew. Hit a little refresh in a few minutes and see what the updates are. But this is the famous Rupar, where you take a story, twist it out of context, and then lie. You know, Ruparing, he got suspended. They also suspended It's Going Down an Antifa account. A lot of really interesting stuff. And then, of course, Portnoy of Barstool Sports said that Alex Stein should have been shot for entering his office. Okay, I don't know about that. But I also said something similar. If someone stormed our building for very, very different reasons, they might get shot. So we'll talk about that. Also, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. Join us. Click that Join Us button. You'll get access to our members-only uncensored show, which will be coming up tonight. We do those Monday through Thursday. There is a massive library of uncensored interviews on a variety of subjects that you can check out when you become a member, plus all of our other shows. We got big news, too. I'm hoping that um, with the launch of our first cafe, coffee shop, community hangout, I'm hoping by this time next year we'll have, I want to say 10, but let's say four. I'm hoping that we can set up these hubs, these, these, these places where you can grab a cup of coffee, hang out, read a book, watch a show, and just start creating physical spaces in various places. So I'm really excited for that. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about all of this and more is Michael Knowles. Tim, it's great to be with you, man. Thanks so much Excuse for me, having he's me. He's called me, not, not Michael. His name's me. Please. Please get May. it right. May. May. Yeah. Sorry, May. got the branding wrong. May. Well, thank you for having me. That's really good. I, I am excited to talk about the Paul Pelosi story. I was not able to read the story. Uh, I was not able to read almost anything today. Huh. Uh, but I'll look forward to, to talking about it, hearing what you guys have you, to say. You also wanted to talk about who they are that run the Daily Wire. <laughs> That's true. I do. I do know them. Two Protestants. <laughs> Two Protestants. But one of them. But one of them is yeah. <laughs> one of them. Uh oh. Throwback yeah. jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Michael Knowles. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out. No, it's really great to be here. I, I take it you're somewhere in this direction. Yeah, I, right I am. Now. That's yeah. right. That's yes. right. You mentioned so you're opening up a coffee shop. Yeah, we got the building. It's uh, it's in it's in it's in uh, uh in process right now. And you think it would be a good place to, for people to go and like read books and stuff? Uh, y yeah. Well, if. 
if you want. Oh no, I could, I could, I could donate for your coffee right. shop. It's a great book. For, pretty sure you gave us a signed copy already. So well, just, well, that's for your house. This one though, this is uh, speechless, controlling words, controlling minds. That's, number one that, national that's bestseller. Right. It's available right Can now you, for uh, Christmas orders. This table's yeah. actually very big. Speechless. People, is it signed? Uh, it's not actually not yet, yeah, but I can it. once I can see again, Pe- maybe I'll uh, sign it for you. People think the room's actually really small. This table is uh, is what is it? I think it's like twelve. No, it's like sixteen feet by four and a half feet or something like that. It's a very very massive. It's table. big. It's yeah. a big one. All right, Michael. Thanks for hanging out with your gimp mask and. Uh, <laughs> Luke's here too. It's a Balenciaga mask. Please, Tim, get it right. Me, I apologize well, for this unprofessionalism. Thank you. I will tell you, by the way, this is—it's not a Balenciaga mask because I, I felt I, I didn't want to give money to the uh, satanic pedophiles. So this is this is <laughs> is also the Balenciaga one's very expensive. This one's like four bucks on Amazon. Yeah, huh. Balenciaga is like four hundred bucks. Yeah, about that. Anyway, my name is Zogardowski here of We Are Change I have one simple message today, and that is homeschool your kids. That's why today I have a shirt that reads, Kids Don't Belong in Indoctrination Systems. And if you like the shirt that I'm wearing and you want to support me, the best way you could do that is by getting the shirt. You could get it on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you guys do. That's why I'm here. Thank you again so much for having me. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Thanks, me. Oh, well, you're welcome, me. E. Dude, Knowles, yeah. you're the guy with the name. The last name is the most like the word knowledge. Wow. I've never thought about that. That's <laughs> that, very fitting. That's, that's got to be symbolic. Just a, a, a coinc- I would imagine it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it's also the same last name as Beyonce. I, I, I got to be honest, oh. though. Your, your last name is no less. <laughs> you and every Twitter troll I've ever had. Is that what they do? Is that what they, they say? They say, oh, you got me now, you John6375. I'm very excited you're here, Michael. I know we're going to talk about the news. Maybe we can talk about Judaism and Christianity a little bit at some point. You're I sure? think there's some sort of confluence going on, and it's in the air, and I, you mm-hmm. know a lot about it, so I'd love to pick your brain. Sure, sure. And um, we'll go deeper then. Hi. Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm pushing buttons. It is Kellen. Uh, let's get this show started. Yeah, we actually had to uh, deploy Surge to Arizona because we're going to be at Turning Point USA on Monday doing the whole show on stage with a rotating panel of guests. And I can only imagine it's going to get crazy and silly. And I'm like, I'm not, I can't say who the guests are just yet because we don't like to, but I'm like, oh, we're getting banned. They're, yeah. they're pretty like, big guests. They're I mean, going to get us in trouble. So we're but it's worth it. We're going for it. Multi-stream you know. to multiple networks for this one? No, I don't know. I, we're going to do the show like normal, but we'll be on stage with 10,000 people, and then we're going to have great guests come in who are going to say spicy things. We'll have a backup ready. I'm so Just glad. I wonder yeah. if people will yell out, shut up, Ian. You think they will? Because they say it in the chat. <laughs> That's going to be less. less. I'm going to be, because I'm You're also going to TPUSA, and I'll be in that, like, the third row back. Shut up, Ian. Right, I'll make eye contact. I'm going to organize you. a chant. Don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So this story is from uh, the other day, but it's just, it's too much. Quote, for all we know, he was some sort of sex slave. Son of Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker says his father is not evil, believes in human rights and is hardly a right wing conservative. So he said, quote, he isn't a danger to society. I don't even know if he even attacked Mr. Pelosi. For all that we know, he was some sort of sex slave, as Elon Musk pointed out. And then when I read that, I just... This is, I, I don't I don't I don't know. How old's that guy? 17? Seven, 19. We, we had a conversation about this on this show specifically saying, "Hey, he was probably tied down. Hey, Paul Pelosi was probably doing really bad things to him." We were saying the same exact things that his son is saying right now. I mean, but maybe his son is saying it because and 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 I'll clarify. 
I think that was you saying. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tim said it. I, don't know, I heard no, Tim say it. Like, don't point the finger right. at me. I, I said, don't give him, I, I said, don't give him any 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 benefit of the doubt. Let's let's go off with the craziest things and let's say that's a possibility here because of the absence of evidence because they're hiding so much information because they're changing their story time and time again because they're they're suspending the NBC reporters who exactly. put together a who's very still, serious news report who still hasn't come back to work. Yeah. he's still punished because he reported on what police officers were telling him actually happened on that particular particular day. So when you have very rich, powerful people, you'd never give them the benefit of the doubt. We shouldn't hear. And what his son says, I mean, it's important to pay attention to. He also goes on, talked about how his father, the person accused here, believes in uh, equality, justice, how he was an activist against the war, how he was a peace activist. He was, quote, hardly a right-wing conservative. But when we look at the media, they framed this entire attack as we need to go after all the conspiracy theorists. These conspiracy theorists are dangerous. Mm-hmm. These conservatives are dangerous. We need to stop them right now. That's the narrative that they were going with. That the, that's the agenda that they were going with. And it failed right on its face. I think the conservative mention is what really is like a red light to me. That they mention and call him a right-wing activist is like it puts everything else into question about the story. Not that it yeah. should, because maybe they're just picking one thing. And But he's obviously like a Green Party the, you know, the, other, the other way you know that there's a lot more going on here is that the story just disappeared immediately, yeah. right? Because what they told us was that uh, that the Speaker of the House of Representatives had her home invaded so that someone could murder her. So if that if that actually happened, it just seems to me like the sort of thing that we ought to be talking about a little bit more. But then when these details came out, like when NBC reported that Paul Pelosi himself opened the door, did not seem to be in distress, walked back to his alleged attacker, when it came out that this this attacker actually wasn't some right winger, he was living on some weird sort of rainbow colored commune type thing. When all of these, when, when you heard the dispatch phone call, then all of yeah. a sudden, the story just completely went away. Yep. <laughs> just yeah. like uh, okay. just like Club Q, just yeah. like the Las Vegas shooting, yeah. just like so many other large events that uh, we somehow don't want to talk about now very conveniently. Hmm. They just don't sell tickets. I mean, there's this, just it's impossible no, no, for them no, to prove it, a lot it, of the it, stuff it, they claim because yeah, there's no video they, that I've seen. They have a story that works uh, t- towards their benefit that they're going to use and emotionally exploit in order to push for a certain agenda. Once those version of events are different, they don't have their conclusion that they conveniently came up with as soon as the event happened right away. So, sorry, I just wanted to explain what happened. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to drive a cultural shift, a narrative, yeah. and when they can't, they can't, and they stop. For, re- for record, I mean, I believe the Pelosi's, when they're not home, they have security at the house, even when they're not there. They're, they're one a, of the richest people in the world. The, the, to think that they don't have security is, is absolutely crazy. I'm, no, no, yeah. but think about this, too. Look at what's going on with Elon. Some dude attacked his kid, Yeah, and he posted the video about it. For obvious reasons, Elon's got crazy security. You think the Pelosi's after, especially with their hype of January 6th, they didn't have security or something? They've got to. I mean, Pelosi was calling for machine guns at at, at the Capitol. Literally. Every single semi-bougie millennial has. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
so many camera security systems around his home, constantly recording on their phones all the time. Anybody who is at all in political prominence has heavy security, if not 24-7 home security. You're telling me that the person third in line to the U.S. presidency just whoopsie-daisy, didn't have any cameras and didn't have any... Just absurd. Can I, I want to point this out, too. The New York Times reported the other day, quote, How did I get into all of this? Mr. DePap wrote in one passage on his blog, Gamergate. It was Gamergate. I love that because nobody who actually knew anything about Gamergate would come out and be like, I was radicalized by Gamergate. <laughs> like, that's just not a way. That sounds like something who is not paying attention to the culture war. It sounds like something they would say to make you like they yeah. think they're convincing you. Right. It's, um, it's, it's like it's like a, a patriot front. Right. Yeah. You come out and you say, you know, I was radicalized by the QAnon Gamergate insurrectionist patriot front. Is that, that, that yeah. Hey, Quantico, is that what I was supposed to say? Okay, good. Got it. Is Gamergate when the communists manif- basically slid into the American zeitgeist? Was Gamergate? Was that the first moment where we start to see this like social, this weird social Gamer- movement? Gamergate was like... Some chick slept with some guy in exchange for a positive review of her game. Yeah, I, I still oh, okay. don't really know. Right, right. No, but like, it, and, and so somehow it turned into, I guess what happens is you get a lot of people then pointing out that these woke journalists are writing this fake wokeness stuff and it becomes somewhat culture warry. Like it, it does elevate to that point. But like the initial issue of Gamergate, this makes no sense. Yeah. It's like somebody who read a Wikipedia entry about the culture war is trying to convince you that they were a part of it from the beginning. No. The weirdest thing about this is if the, if the guy's kids come out and say he's not a conservative, he's a Green Party guy. But this guy is going into court and saying that he was going to target Tom Hanks and yeah. Gavin Newsom. I don't believe him. Like, hmm. it's, here's the funny thing. This guy goes to court. And makes these claims about Gamergate or whatever. He has it in a blog, I think. Not, not he's making the claims, but apparently he had a list. I'm like, you expect me to believe the guy who you claim attacked Paul Pelosi? He sounds crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not going to believe well, anything this, this, he says. I, I think this is a key here, too, because people are trying to construct really sophisticated narratives about what's going on. But is it not possible, I humbly propose, that this guy is kind of crazy? He's like a crazy yeah. guy. I think that's possible. But, yeah. That's, yeah, see, just, see I that's one that explanation. I, I have a different explanation, and it goes kind of further down the rabbit hole, to say the least. And I think it should go down the rabbit hole, especially with how powerful, how sinister, how absolutely evil the core power inside of the United States really is, especially with all the private islands that they go to. And we only are scratching at the surface to the true reality of what's happening behind the scenes there. So never give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just speculate here. Hey, he was a sex slave. He was picked off off the street. He was living in a van. He was going to be sacrificed. He was going to be tortured. (laughs) He was going to be forced on by Paul Pelosi because I'm doing what the corporate media is doing. The corporate media did that. As soon as the story broke, they said, we have the narrative. We, We know exactly what happened he did it because he hated him because he was a right winger they're, they're doing it i'm gonna do it my way and i'll bet my bottom dollar right now my way is probably a lot more correct than they are i, I got it we should do a skit called like you know uh, it should be called some it, we'll call it captive the depap story and it's like a guy's kidnapped and dragged into this house and it'll be like that scene from pulp fiction you know you guys know where i'm going with this <laughs> i'm kidding look my my view of this is the simple solution is it's a crazy guy you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand your point, though, Luke. Don't give them the don't give them the benefit of the doubt if they're not going to release the video, so we can yeah. see what happens. In a world where creepy pedo island exists, and in a world where 
everything. I know we're on YouTube, so I'll be really super careful where um, every single thing we've been told by anyone in authority for the past two and a half years is totally fake uh, in a world. <laughs> then in, then in, in that world, it is reasonable. It is more reasonable to assume that Paul and Nancy Pelosi every single night are whipping and torturing <laughs> this random guy than it is to believe the CNN version. Thank you. Of it. Absolutely. The CNN. And they, and they the also have the Bohemian Grove. What yeah. do you, what, what, you know what they do with the Bohemian Grove? Mock child sacrifices to Moloch as they walk around naked in the woods. That's literally what happens, and, yeah. and it's documented. So, I, I, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're forcing me to disagree, but I only disagree a little hmm. because I agree with the, 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 the point both of you make. Why are we going to trust the New York Times or CNN after everything they've lied about? So, I would, I would put it this way I am willing to say, fine. This guy's kid says, for all we know, he was a sex slave, and they need to produce the evidence to, produ- pr- to prove otherwise. Now, mm. in all sincerity, I think this guy's probably just a crazy person, yeah. and I think if there was a story that made sense outside of the official narrative or the conspiracy theory, drug deal gone wrong. Yeah, his mm. son, I think, said, the, David the Pap's son said that David was like abused growing up. I think he lived with his grandparents, and they were real abusive, so he would spend his days away from home at the ocean, just like mm. waiting for them to be asleep by the time he gets home. Mess, a messed up guy, like messed up in his childhood kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, most sane people don't like jump at the opportunity to go deal drugs to a politician or most go have sex people, with a politician. Most uh, sane people would not would not want to spend any time near the Pelosi. It's too so. dangerous. No, I no, mean, no. just for your own livelihood let's just, to let's, get involved with that. Let's just break something down real quick, right? I just want, I don't want to believe anything. I want proof. And yeah. so I'm willing to say your official narrative in the courts is total bunk BS because you've not explained anything properly or given us video footage. But to me, if I was going to, if, if I'm looking at a roulette wheel with a bunch of different outcomes for this story and I got to put my chips down, I'm putting it on. Why aren't there, why isn't there footage of it? Paul turned the cameras off because he was buying drugs. Where are the security mm. guards? Paul told them to go take a walk because his drug dealer's showing up. Mm. If I went to you and said, do you think prominent people are doing drugs? Like, everyone says yes to that. But couldn't I, I, my only problem with that theory is, couldn't a Pelosi get um, a posher drug dealer? You know, when I, I think of my friends in New York and L.A. over the years who've, who have been uh, pharmaceutical, you know, they always go to some, like, rich, fancy guy. Maybe. Yeah, that's why but, I think but, sexual. But, but think about this, mm. too. The guy was a Green Party leftist, right? Yeah. So if, if you're someone like Pelosi and you need discretion... You also want to make sure you've got someone who's not going to go, it's Paul Pelosi. Oh, right. we're going to someone own the you can throw under the bus later. It's, it's not, not so much that, but someone that is less likely. Like, I'm not going to invite a, a Grubhub driver over here who's got an Antifa profile. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't want to let someone of those ideas. We want to make sure. That, so for the most part, we're not really worried about deliveries. I'm just saying. Right. I, I'm not saying it's, it's true or guaranteed. I'm just saying I lean towards. I bet dude called up his connect and said, hmm. you know, he wanted Coke or something. Told the security guards, hey, take a walk. That's why there's no security there. The reason why he told the cops, I don't know who he is, but he's a friend, is because he invited him over, but hmm. was not familiar with who he was. The reason why he answers the door politely and says, we're taking care of it, is because he doesn't want hmm. things to get out. You know, I just, I kind of feel like dude was buying drugs. I'm with phone? Michael, though. I, these people have handlers. These people have associates. These people got got people that do everything for them at the snap of a finger. If you tell a handler, like, hey, go get me this, they'll go get it. So th- that's the people that they have in Washington, D.C. Why wouldn't they have it in San Francisco? Uh, to, to me, again, why are we speculating? We, we shouldn't be speculating. We should be calling for more evidence. We shouldn't be giving them the benefit of the doubt. If we're going to be having a conversation here, worst possible scenario, always. 
Um, and that, that's, I think, where we But you know what's going to happen. We're not going to find out any more information. The story is just going to disappear because it doesn't serve their narrative, and it's really weird, and it raises yeah. a lot of questions about them. But they, I, they, I, they wrote a hit piece about us because we were talking about this subject, you know, a week or so ago or two weeks ago. The, the leftist media machine starts writing, you know, Timcast IRL, pushing insane conspiracies. And it's, I'm sorry, guys, in the media, if you don't have anything to actually say, you can't say anything about us. If, 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 if you're like, we have no evidence, we have no idea what happens, but it's, it's whatever the government said. Uh, it doesn't fly. And I don't right. care what you think. No, it's too, it's too dangerous to make claims about what happened. This guy's life's on the line right now, David DePap. Like, he could go away to prison for the rest of his life. This guy's about, they're about to, they want to just put it all on him. I mean, in fairness, though, three hots and a cot might not be the worst thing for this guy. Like, he was not living a flourishing lifestyle beforehand, so. David DePop did not Epstein himself. I'm calling it here. <laughs> Where's his phone? Uh, I want to see the records. Was he texting, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. before texting, uh, what's his name? What's what's Pelosi? Paul's Paul. Paul's phone. And Paul, by the way, made a spectacular recovery. Apparently looking. He seems to have. I saw a picture of him and Nancy, and he looks fine. We, we also have happy. to realize we're dealing with people that uh, suspend journalists at NBC News and make them not come back to their work. Yeah. Okay, that's how powerful these people are. And you know, but by the way, you're the, telling me they're telling the truth here. The way that's being covered is, oh, NBC made oh. a mistake and then they edited it. And got, this wasn't like a typo in an article. There was a fully fleshed out, several minutes long TV news segment where an investigative journalist went in and covered moment by moment what happened, and then with no explanation whatsoever, NBC just pulled the report. And another media. Yeah. Organization, yeah, yeah, and another media organization covered it as well. Did the same reporting based off police sources. That NBC yep. reporter, he wasn't making things up. He yep. wasn't speculating. He was like, I talked to this police officer and this police officer, and I saw this police report. He was documenting what actually was being reported. So I guess we'll just which is rare in journalism. We'll 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 see how this plays out in court. I guess otherwise, you know, we have no idea. But I want to jump to this next story because this one makes me uh, it gives me a hearty chortle. John Levine reports. Reporters covering Elon Musk being nuked. Dania Sullivan for CNN, Drew Harwell for Washington Post, Ryan Mack for the New York Times, and Aaron Roop are independent, all gone. Awesome. Love They're it. They're gone. Take Love a look it. at this. So uh, Libs of TikTok says Taylor Lorenz just scrubbed her entire Twitter account. What? <laughs> oh me, oh my. Times, they are a-changing. Love it. Prominent liberal journalist Aaron Rupar suspended by Twitter. Mm. For those that aren't familiar with uh, Aaron Rupar, there's a verb. It's called uh, Ruparing, or to Rupar. Yeah. And it's when you take an out-of-context clip and apply false context to manipulate people. Yeah. That is Ruparing. So uh, he got nuked, and I think we have a tweet here. Yashir Ali says, Aaron Rupar tells me he has not received any correspondence from Twitter and does not know why his account is suspended. I believe Rupar is the guy that sued. Didn't he sue the previous Twitter administration to get his Rupar? account back? Or no. am I thinking of a different Somebody guy? Get, someone else. Who's that other they, they would never suspend that guy. Yeah. I'm wondering if the reason they got suspended was for posting something pertaining to his location. Hmm. I don't know for sure, but Elon just the other day posted a video of a guy who attacked his, his family, yep. his kid. Who looked, who looked like an Antifa guy. Yep. He was dressed like one, Toe acting like clock. one. Yeah. Conservatives don't do that. Conservative guy, in fact, I got to be honest. I put out that tweet where I was like, Neuralink was, I used to think it was scary and dangerous, but then Elon agreed with me ideologically, now I like it. Yeah. Like, the, I got, I, I'd be willing to bet anyone on the right who's crazy enough to track down Musk would be like, we love you, Elon. Of course. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. You always got false flags. Can never truly judge yep. a book by its cover. Like, he did own, he did own a car. That's true. 
yeah. and it was not it was it was not a bad car so i mm-hmm. yeah. that's the one wrinkle in the, in the <laughs> argument here some kind of wealth asset but it's great i don't i don't care at all so, you know i don't want to hear this well you know we're we thought Elon was going to be the free speech absolutist, and now he's suspending. No, I, I didn't. I don't know. I'm not a free speech absolutist. I, I believe in standards and norms. And you know what I really believe in? Banning these left-wing losers. And I really believe, especially banning that guy who was tracking Elon's plane. That guy's gone. Right. But the rest of them, too. I see absolutely no reason for Elon Musk to tolerate them remaining on Twitter. How do you define free speech? Well, I, I define free speech as uh, the—I <laughs> define free speech, I suppose, as the Founding Fathers might have defined free speech, which is—or even as John Locke, the father of liberalism, might have defined free speech, which is not totally free, which is, yes, we have broad <clears throat> toleration for lots of different things, but there are limits, and there are pretty severe limits. I mean, let's not forget, we're not only talking about speech acts like— fraud or direct threats or obscenity or things like that. People, a lot of people don't even think of obscenity these days as something not protected by free speech. But I would go further than that, all right? We, we, yes, it's true that the libs have speech codes, but chivalry is a speech code too, you know, and I'm all for chivalry. I'm all for banning people who, who are uh, de- degrading our society. I mean, you know, just as a, a matter of historical fact, speech earlier on in American history was much more restricted in certain ways than it is right now. We had blasphemy laws for much of American history. obscenity laws. And obscenity. We still have obscenity laws on the books. They just don't enforce them. In fact, now they only enforce it if you have wholesome speech. If you you speak obscenely, then you get to do it. That's why I say culture is more important because Mm -hmm. we got a ton of laws on the books they started ignoring. Personally, I, I disagree because who 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 do you decide who's degrading society with what ideas? I think if there's bad well, with, ideas, with your reason yeah. and your moral conscience and tradition. Yeah, yeah, but who's going to be calling the shots here? I think the that's people important with the power. here. Uh, exactly, and power uh, corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. But and when it comes, have it. but when it comes to bad ideas, they need to be challenged with good ideas. I think we need open debate. I think we need open conversation. And I'm very curious to see what happened here. And I'm more skeptical because I believe at the end of the day, even though we might might not agree with each other, I still rather have that conversation rather than say. I just only want to hear myself. Do we need to have a conversation about the virtues of child pornography? Do we need to have that debate? That's a debate we really need to have. That is one issue that obviously I, I stand with, with, with you on. Uh, but and, I know you obviously you, you stand with me on uh, yeah, child pornography. Is bad. Obviously. But do you, yeah. th- do you think we need to have the debate, you know, in the free marketplace? <laughs> I don't think we do. I if think we've settled If it, there's yeah. idiots out there, right, who do believe in certain, which there is, right? Yeah. I, I, I do Why believe do we they have need to entertain they, them? They, do, they, they deserve to be challenged. They deserve to be pushed back. I don't back think they deserve anything. Because, because well, I don't, I, but, but again, um, if you push people away, just like you do with the censorship that's been happening, you push people to more radicalized corners of the internet and they double down on that on their ideas rather than having a whole bunch of people telling them, hey, this is wrong and not acceptable here. Right. By pushing them away, they won't have that kind of pushback in their life and they're like, okay, I'm just going to hang around other you know, CD people and think this is okay when it's not. I, I, I actually would agree with you, Michael, on this one. I, I, I see Luke's point, but I think it can be refined. Like, there's a reason why we publicly denounce. There's a reason why you're saying right now we don't need to have a debate. Yeah. It's settled. We it's figured done. it out. Yeah, but that's that means, one issue. But, but that and all the issues. No, for sure. And, and that means that there will come a time when you need to explain to someone who maybe says, "Well, people should be allowed to have their opinions," and you can be like, "Look, there are some things that are so morally reprehensible that it's universally despised 
in, among most human beings. And, you know, we will tell you why it's bad. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, this, this was William F. Buckley Jr., who was, who was credited as the founder of the mainstream post-war conservative movement. As urbane and open-minded a fellow as ever there was, he, he had a debate on his show with a uh, neoconservative, uh, Leo Churn. And uh, Churn said, we need to have the open society and the free marketplace of ideas. And Bill Buckley said, you know, I actually think we can close society off a little bit. Uh, Yes, we discuss lots of things, but he said, I'm an epistemological optimist. I think that certain things are settled and we don't really need to entertain Nazis or communists. Your political opponents are doing the same exact thing you're doing in Europe, arresting people for saying that men can't be lesbians. They're using the same justifications right. and arguments you are. No. And this is why no, I no, think no, it's no, a slippery no, slope. No, 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 no. They're, 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 they're saying, using the same pr- procedures, but yeah. they are, but the, the substance of what they are doing is the opposite. They're saying, I know what's best for society. I know what ideas are good or bad. Right, we have but, to stop these ideas. We have to stop right-wing ideas. But there's a Therefore, difference. if you there hurt people with your ideas, we have to stop you, censor you, and throw you in but jail. But Luke, the difference yeah. is that there's, there is a difference between good and bad. So when I, if I'm the CEO of Twitter and I'm determining what the standards and norms are on Twitter and I encourage good true and beautiful things and I discourage ugly false and wicked things that's not the same thing as what the libs do but which that's is based off your interpretation because no, it's, for it's them ba- what's beautiful no, but, is, but, but is like Luke, a drag queen but, right? Luke, that's my, beautiful for them but Luke but that's your interpretation but, but they're wrong is the is the thing and so we have faculties of reason and moral conscience and, and we can perceive the world and come to fairly reliable conclusions let me let, let me just make a point here uh, we like to believe that the law is that the world is logical, that we can set forth a set of rules that say you cannot do X, Y, and Z. And then what we discover is the interpretations of X, Y, and Z vary wildly. And we actually struggle to, to operate at, humans struggle to operate on a moral, logical level hmm. in that if you come out and say, you know, don't, don't be mean, don't be bad, don't hurt somebody. And then someone says, okay, well, insulting you is my opinion. I'm not hurting. And then someone else interprets it as hurting. We see there's, there's an issue there. My view is I err towards mostly free speech. I agree with you on things like child porn. I think there's probably things we can say, do not advocate for something like that, right? Yeah. If you're advocating for that on the platform, we can restrict you or shut you down or something like this. The issue is, and I'll throw it back to the law, we have a bunch of laws in the books. Legally, you cannot do, but they don't enforce anymore because right. our culture changed, right. which means there is a centralized morality that human that, that societies are willing to tolerate. That means we don't tolerate advocacy for child porn, and there's no reason to open up tolerance to it. We just yeah. don't tolerate it. Well, well think, increasingly, I don't know, Balenciaga's. No, I know. And, that's, and that's the issue. So the, my pushback for you a little bit is there will be a debate whether you want it or not, because people will start pushing. But, but I suppose that the conservative view from the past 20 years is politics is downstream of culture. So stop passing laws. It's really just a libertarian view, but it's stop passing laws and just, you know, I don't know, make, you know, 
make better music or something. And I'm not, I'm not really mocking it. Obviously, the culture matters a great deal. But you can't neatly separate these things. And the law is a teacher. So if I'm looking at, at how we got to this insane cultural position now, where we will be debating the, the virtues of child pornography and pedos. So it's already happening. It's happening. They're, they're yeah. accusing but, any, anybody who criticizes actual pedophiles. They go, why are you talking about gay people? But we, got, like, not. we got here. <laughs> it's like you, you just mentioned But, but it. we yeah. got here because of censorship. Because of people saying, no. you can't no. Counter this. I, I, no, 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 no. We got here because it, those ideas haven't been able to be challenged because people have been censored for going against them. Luke, people why, have been arrested for going against why, them. Why? When when we had a, a more uh, censor, censor-minded regime uh, that censored bad things and promoted good things, as opposed to what we have now, which is a censorship regime that promotes bad things and suppresses good things. Like, what, what's an example? What do you mean? Well, I would say, uh, um, let's see, the Pilgrims land at Plymouth Rock in 1620. And uh, then from 1620 up through the founding of the American nation, up through about, I don't know, the early 60s, we had a, a basic consensus on what is moral and what is immoral. And it was, it was Christianity. It was based on the Christian moral view. And then in the 1960s, you saw, led by the government, led by Supreme Court decisions, led by uh, laws that that weakened some of the uh, censorship regime. Uh, you saw the uh, you know attacks on McCarthyism in the House on American Activities Committee. You saw the free speech movement at Berkeley that led to to a weakening of our obscenity laws. You you saw a a weakening of our laws proscribing certain sexual behaviors that then led to the sexual revolution. When you opened up that society much more, what happened? Did it lead to this wonderful period of flourishing? No, the society has gone downhill. It's gone straight to pot ever since. But the but the parent the dads what? used to beat the moms relentlessly. Did and that they? was like un, did, they just didn't when, even talk about it. Did that happen? Well, Sean I mean, Connery like talked about how he would smack women around and, and but, so, but, yeah, on but, TV and society was but like, ba- yeah, bad men beat their wives today. And so you know, it just seems to me what you're but, suggesting is this very progressive like, view that uh, the past was terrible before, and the present. Before great, we had the conversation, good people beat their wives. It was yeah. it was just accepted. Mm-hmm. Now that we're able mm-hmm. to have, I don't think what, that's true. I don't think that's. I mean, since the dawn of man, the guy is like fallen line or face the consequences but is your is your argument in that in the past you know the past was basically made up of these knuckle dragging troglodyte men abusing their wives and ever since we had uh, the sexual revolution now that doesn't happen I, uh, that just seems like a very progressive fantastical point of i view. think it was the internet or it was really television and radio that that broke the censorship mode whether we we wanted it or not the technology made us look at ourselves and be like well, that's what we are we need to no, deal with this but that's not cool but just really quick deciding what's good and deciding what's bad is arbitrary depends for who depends for what society Wait, depends on. what individuals in me, there me, but yeah. but at the oh, end of the day when, 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 because at the end of the day the government's sitting there and saying you know dr fauci's there and he's like you know at the end of the day it's good for society if we censor all these other scientists but, well, I, and I, we let our doctrine yes, through so therefore like, we need to censor this speech we need to limit free speech we need to ban accounts and essentially that's we, what, what okay. i see you calling for so so here's here's where i see where we're at uh i i, I err, err towards free speech allow people to express their political views to be to, to be, be debated but i think there's a little bit more limits than many of the anarchists and libertarians would be willing to entertain and the reason i've come to this position where i used to just be like well maybe you can say whatever you want is because the system as it's being laid out right now by you uh, in your view luke allows the left to say whatever they want 
while weaponizing that to silence anyone who opposes right. them. Meanwhile, you're standing there saying, well, they're allowed to do it. I guess I'm banned and they're not. Absolutely the, the crazier, not. No, no, no. The, ban, the idea of banning speech is what created this exact society. And that's why these larger virtues and ideas need to be pushed what back I'm on. Is, what I'm saying is respected. they are cheating of and course you're they playing are. fair and you're losing no, because of it. Also, Luke, what society doesn't have taboos? In what society is everything perfectly open? I mean, that's never existed on Earth anywhere. I agree. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. But that doesn't so mean we should. But well, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive towards towards something uh, that's impossible. No, no, towards towards respecting uh, speech and debating ideas. Let's let's, 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 yeah. let's let's bring this back to the to the core story. Right. Okay. The issue is Elon Musk choosing to ban who he wants, and my position because I think this might argument yeah. just go forever. But I think if we can bring this back to the story, mm. Elon Musk needs to set clearly defined parameters for what he wants. But then we also need judges to interpret in yes. in yeah. in the United States. We have laws, but laws can be challenged and judges interpret the law. So when a court, uh, when a legislative body says you can't do X, someone says, well, hold on. X could also include Y. And then a judge says, good question. I'll give you my ruling tomorrow. Yeah. The judge then looks at the law, looks at the precedent, hears the arguments and then issues his judgment. The, the law is not just a. If if yes, then, you know, if one, then why? If right. two, then it is it is humans trying their best to interpret. Uh, the easiest way to put it is analog. It's not digital. It's a wave, not a point. It's great. Which means that that means we want it to be there's free speech. We respect this. But then when you actually start looking into it, you're like, oh, hold on. Now we're getting into the advocacy for child porn part yeah. from the left. At a certain point, we're like, it may not be a call for violence. But are we going to tolerate well, that, I love that level of advocacy? That analogy, it's the, it's the analog, not the digital. It's not just, the law is not just, a, you know, a bunch of letters that self-interpret on a sheet of paper, but it involves a human aspect. And what this raises, this interpretive question, that bring, I think undercuts what you're saying about good and bad. Because you, you said that good and bad are just arbitrary, but you don't believe that. Nobody believes it that. It depends on who decides it, and it depends who's but, but in let power. But let me ask you one question. Is it is it better to cook a pie for a widow than it is to Cilantro is good. You have to eat cilantro because I decided <laughs> so, because I'm in power. That's no, but, essentially what... But Luke, uh, you, just yeah. answer this question. Is it is it better to cook a pie for a widow or to kick a baby in the head? What? <laughs> what, what kind of hypothetical question are you even asking me? It seems like a simple uh, one to me. Like, like, Can you really not context. answer that question? So, like, uh, obviously, you're not going to be Is the pie made of poison? No, 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 What's I, the context I, I, here? I'm, I'm, I'm not Paul Pelosi here, okay? So, yeah. so, so, but but it's, it, it just shows the absurdity of what is you said, allergic? which is uh, we all know that it's better, even if she's allergic, it's still better to cook the pie for the widow than it is to kick the baby in the head. What's which the pie made of? Is the pie made of lamb and mashed potatoes? Good shepherd's pie, you know? Peas and carrots. But we all know that a Brina Brovermich pie. Is it a brover? I don't even know. Uh, Marina Brovermich, right, the right. beer cooking. <laughs> well, well, that would be a bad pie. But but even the fact there that are some universal truths, obviously. Yes. yes. So good and bad are not arbitrary. But, but when it comes to positions it. of power, that is usually blurred. Uh, obviously, whenever you you give power, that power usually is being used against other individuals. So uh, when we have pe people who uh, have a lot of responsibility, if you give them more power and authority, that's not checked. That's not counted. Especially when it comes to speech, it leads to very tremendously horrible. situations 
situations throughout recorded human history. And when you give someone power to censor criticism of themselves, we have seen the largest human atrocities because of that. But again, this is a debate that's kind of sidetracking our well, conversation. I got a couple we could agree it. to disagree. I respect your your opinions. I think you made some good points as well. Oh, and and, uh, and I think this is an idea. Maybe we could even debate afterwards because I'll, I know we still got a crap ton of stories we, to talk I about. Wanna, I want to talk about the Barstool stuff. But I'll, I'll just reiterate on, on the, because maybe we'll talk in the members only, we'll, we'll go nuts with it. I just, I, I want to believe in free speech. I want to say, make your points and we'll argue it. But then I also recognize we, we live in a world of cultural morality. We grew up, mm. we have the roots of our parents. We have the legacy, the things that worked to make humanity uh, survive. We've retained and we've shaved off the bad over a long period of time. Look, slavery is not acceptable anymore. Humans used it for a long time. The, the, the better parts have stayed with us. I'd like to believe that we can write down, you know, if A, then B, if X, then Y, but humans just don't operate yeah. that way. Yeah. I mean, humanity thought slavery and the Holocaust was a great idea. They, they went along with it, right? Not a lot of people. No, it was no, a good thing, was a good thing but then it was you. challenged, and because it was challenged, because people said, hey, this is not okay, hey, this is wrong. No, it was challenged that, with bombs. Right, and by guns. force. It was and not so, with speech. So, but it started with speech, and people, and that, that's where it began. World War so, II, the, the, the Allied front in World War II did not begin with speech. It began with airplanes and guns. No, it, it, no, no, no. Obviously, there was weaponry, but obviously what led up to it was a bunch of meetings, a bunch of talks, a bunch of escalations, a bunch of things that were, were related to trade, yeah. were related to embargo. So well, it was a slow, Ch slow... Chamberlain you know, spoke the left, and Churchill shot, right? The, 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 yeah. the reason the left holds the position they do is their argument is that Hitler uh, was allowed to hold his rallies and to indoctrinate and to expand, and he was not sufficiently opposed. And his his rhetoric was winning people over because of their desperation. He was basically exploiting their grievances to trick them into the psychotic ideology. He was also suppressing people he didn't agree with. He had control of the media. Not that that's afterwards. How did he rise to the point where he could do that? He manipulated and exploited people's emotions, their grievances over over World War One and and the uh, the debt to France, things like that, the poor economy. He gave them things they wanted and then twisted that into his insane grievance. It's, it's also worth remembering because you know everyone always makes World War Two comparisons because it's right. it's like the only thing that anyone's ever read. So in Stalin. No, yeah, but but you know the the thing that's important to remember before we get too down the rabbit hole of thinking we live in you know the time in the 1930s or 20s or something. Weimar Germany was completely destroyed. Yep. <laughs> you know, money was worthless. Mothers and daughters were were holding prostitution teams together. Like that that degree of desperation is uh, is you know not akin to something we're seeing now. But the libs uh, exploit this and they say, well, you know, we're just always well, living in the lead up to Hitler. Uh, let's put it, we got to put attack one. in it. We got to put attack about, on it. It's about Kanye. Going, we've been going for like all right. We're going to it later. No. I'm sorry, man. No, but it's a good conversation. Like we can do this for like three hours, you guys. But we have. I really want to address this story. We got this tweet from Alex. Stein, 99 prime time. He says, it was just a joke, dude. Stool Presidente, it's not that serious. Let me play for you what David Portnoy said. And uh, there's, there's some nuance to this discussion. But uh, this is Alex Stein and his wife's, uh, his wife's boyfriend uh, stormed into the Barstool Sports headquarters. Here's what was said. And fucking slap him in the face. I don't think that guy's been slapped yet. So I'm glad he got slapped. Yeah. I, uh, and the you, you hear people be like, oh, they should charge assault charge. He should have been shot. If we had a gun at front, a ski mask and a deranged homeless man trying to barge in, actor, bang, actor, bang. yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, right. Thing, the actor, which is right. the craziest part. Yeah. Yeah. Bang, bang, you're dead. It's the, all those <laughs> all those people who want that will be like, well, if you come into my house, I can shoot you with my gun. 
All right, well, if you have two lunatics, a guy wearing a ski mask, bang, bang, and hey, fat tubular, bang, sorry. You, we told you to leave. You wouldn't. They're all like, you leave. No, he didn't. Danny was like pushing him. The yeah, no, guy's like 900. So where, where are they based out of? What's, what city are they based out of? Is this New York or where are they at? I think New York City. I think they they're right, in, right, right uh, in the middle of New York City. I'm just going to say, first and foremost, Dave, you are wrong because, it, uh, I'm sorry, if you're in New York City, can someone fact check real quick? Then you're wrong. No, if you're in New York City, you don't get to say someone should be shot. Yeah, headquartered if, in NYC. Yeah. yeah, if you're doing, but the show, like that, where they actually record? I don't record, know, I don't know. If you're doing a show in a city where you constantly vote for and pay taxes and support the stripping away of your right to keep and bear arms, you don't get to say someone who entered a public office should be shot. Yeah. Now, that being said, yeah. we here in Western Maryland and West Virginia, with Castle Doctrine and active threats against us and armed guards, I will say there's a big difference. If someone stormed through, first of all, you got to enter a, a large property. You have to go past physical barricades saying, do not enter. You are being warned. You will be shot. Then if somebody broke in here, I'd be like, yeah, you'd, you'd probably get shot. I don't want you to get shot. I don't think you should be. You probably will be because we're not going to try and figure out your intention when you break in. But to, to stress, Alex Stein was joking. I'm not a big fan of storming into the podcast office you know, yeah. causing a fight and all that stuff. In in a lot of circumstances, yeah, he'd get beaten up, he'd get arrested, all that stuff. But I just want to make sure I can point out, you can't say that when you're in New York City. Sorry. There, there's also a, a difference in that. How many times have you been swatted? How many times have 15? people actually... Yeah, I mean, is it really that high? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, that that's a different level. I, I don't think Dave Portnoy is getting swatted all that much. The, the libs kind of like him. He, he plays this centrist character. And so it just seems a little over the top. I get that Alex Stein also is a little over the top, but I don't think blowing his brains out is totally proportionate here. You know, I mean, the thing is, they know who he is. They know yeah. like if Alex Stein shows up, you know, you're being pranked by a comedian with a yeah. comedian guy. Not saying I agree with it, but their office is also open. Like, I don't want to say it's open to the public, but you can just walk up and enter. It's like a building in a city. And so people are pointing out the fact that he was able to walk up, walk in the building, go through the door. There's no obstructions. There's no signs or anything. Well, yeah, guys, you got to get a guard and put up a sign saying, hey, you know, private access only. These things won't happen. Yeah, I think that him saying it's a joke is a bit of a cop out. I've been using the word cop out a little bit too much lately, but I think it's not a joke. Jokes are words. You tell jokes, you say them. You, if you're doing something, your actions that's something. It's a bit. Maybe it's a bit. Maybe it's an act. Hmm. But it's not a joke. Can I? I just yeah. want to. I just want to point out too. You said he, he plays the centrist, but he's like the, the 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 mirror verse version of centrism from where we are. Like he's he's <laughs> right. a centrist on all the worst things. So <laughs> like you know he talks about being pro-choice, but it's just because if he knocks a girl up, he doesn't want to deal with it. That's like the worst reason to be pro-choice. Yeah. That's I was the argument he was making with Andrew Tate. Was right, exactly. Like, hey, Andrew Tate's arguing with him against this? What <laughs> What kind of world are we living in? And, it, and when you live in New York City and you pay taxes in New York City, you're paying for 15 plus minute uh, response times, not for your right to defend yourself. So if you want to defend yourself, uh, obviously you have a right to do that. Uh, you know, the question's blurred here. I mean, when someone jumps on your property, you know, what do you do? I mean, the jurisdiction that he's in doesn't allow him to do anything. It's not even property yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, i'm willing to bet assuming that show was in new york i don't know where alex is based well, on uh, 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 well uh, alex stein was in new york city when he did this okay so okay so these buildings are multi-leased yeah. right the, the so you're entering a building owned by someone who's not barstool barstool rents this space that's why he's able to walk through the halls and go in the elevator because it's a community-owned thing yeah. now you come out to west virginia 
where we got 50 acres of our property wrapped in a big old uh, fence that says, do not enter. We will defend ourselves with lethal force. Very, very different circumstance. Plus, you know, you're in New York, bro. You can't have guns. So yeah. I don't know what I, I, I think he just wants to be like, he shouldn't have come in here. He shouldn't have come in here. And I'm like, to a degree, I would say, yeah, he shouldn't have. But you're in a communal building. He's a prankster. People can just come and go as they please. I agree. It's probably over the top. Isn't this also but shooting though, someone? And this is this is a, a way that New Yorkers talk. I say mm-hmm. this as a New Yorker myself. You, you know, it's it's always the hypothetical in the past. Oh, you know what I would have done? You know what I would have done if I had been there and I had seen that? Oh, I would have done it so bad. When it's just being this guy, he's not going to do that. He would he would have sat there like everybody else. Of course, of course. It, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I think Alex is taunting Dave. He's been taunting him for like a month and a half. And Dave finally, I mean, he went into his, his office and made a loud noise and smell, I'm sure. Uh, no, not that Alex smells bad, but you're letting your smell out. You know, your pheromones, bro. Uh, and Dave really took the bait. But him saying that you should have been shot, Alex, is a lot of people are going to hear that. And a lot of people are going to think, okay, if a guy comes into my office, maybe I should be shooting them. So that's a very bad, bad thing. This is why you do not you go joker on people. No, no, look, you just can't be a New York City liberal guy yeah. saying like, I'd shoot him. No, you wouldn't. You'd vote to ban guns. Come on. But you know what's weird to me, though, about this is some conservatives really like Dave Portnoy. And I can, I, you know, I, he he's not exactly my flavor of conservatism. But where did the bad blood start with Stein and Portnoy? About a month and a half ago on Twitter, I think, uh, Alex, it was real minor. It'd be like, Dave, you smell. I don't know. What were the dumb tweets? I, I wish Alex was here to tell us. <laughs> I don't know. No, it started it with simple. something specific. That Really? Yeah. But it was like low happened. key. It wasn't. But Alex really was like, I like this. I want the attention. I want to make a big deal out of it. It's good for me and Dave publicly. I think it was Alex's mindset. Well, it's a publicity stunt. No, but, but look, Alex Stein is a very, very smart guy. Yeah, We've had him is. on the show a couple times. Yeah. He's wild. He's obnoxious, but he is quick. Yeah. Like he comes up with these one-liners and these jokes. I'm like, the dude knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. He's got a plan. Yeah. The plan may be crazy. It may be a bit jokerish, but Stein's a smart guy. And he was like, Dave, I was joking like earlier on a weeks ago. He's like, Dave, I'm joking around. Come on, yeah. let's have fun. And Dave, but Dave was already too, he was angry at that point. Yeah. And I haven't seen Dave cool down yet. Hmm. So what was it? Chrissy Mayer said they waltzed right in because your receptionist is dumb and buzzed them in. Is that what happened? Because if that's what happened, then Dave, sorry, you've lost every, like, you know, every argument. Isn't there also a difference between if a guy busts in to my home (laughs) at night or something, then yeah, if I can get a gun, I'll start blasting away. But if a guy comes into my office... Well, I'll just take my producer Ben Davies and hold him right in front of me, and so you know he can take all the bullets or anything. But I'm going to go a little. Ben Davies. (laughs) When when the pandemic was was heating up. There was a viral video out of, I think it was Los Angeles County or something, where a guy, a gun, a gun shop owner said, stop getting mad at me that I can't sell you guns. You voted for this. You voted for the wait periods. You voted for permitting. You cannot buy guns. It's your fault. People were showing up to gun shops being like, I'd like to buy a gun. He'd be like, okay, fill this form out, come back in a week. And they'd go, what? I need a gun now. And I'd be like, yeah, well, you voted for it or didn't vote at all. So to have these New York City liberals... In a state that is a duty to retreat, I'm assuming New York is that way, New Jersey is that way. In New Jersey, if someone breaks into your house, 
You have to flee your own home. <laughs> to where? To Florida, they, they call Texas, it, and yeah. Tennessee. They called it, right, exactly. They call it partial castle doctrine. I talked to a lawyer about it because someone tried breaking in, and he was like, if there is an, uh, if someone breaks in your house and there is any way you can escape, you have to. And I'm like, window, yep, door, yep, jump off the balcony. And he's like, within reason, obviously, but like, if you're in your house and someone goes to the front door, you got to go out the back. And right. I'm like, go where? And go to Dunkin' Donuts and right. then call the cops. And then I'm just like, and if there are people trapped inside, and they're like, well, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting, but depends on what they're going to argue. And what I was told is that the prosecutors in Jersey, of course, they will argue you did wrong no matter what you did. So of that's course. why I like West Virginia. West Virginia, someone breaks in your house, you defend yourself, the cops say, shouldn't have come into your house. You it, get in trouble in New York City for having pepper spray. Yeah. yeah, literally. New, New York insane. is a duty to retreat. I mean, I grew up in New York yeah. City too. Oh, it, 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 yeah, it's not only a retreat; it's a retreat. Uh, uh, pull your pants down, bend over, and <laughs> just, just take it. Because what else are you going to do uh, other than, of course, be a helpless victim? As criminals, there obviously have guns. Obviously, they have ways of getting guns with the Glock switches and everything. But you, no, you're not. You're not trusted enough to do that. Is it because vigilante justice was out of control or something? Like, why did they make it? Why can't you just stop someone from coming into your house in New York? I don't know, That's man. a good question. Yeah, well. Because I, when cops kick your door in, they don't want to be worried about it. The cops don't want to fear that if they serve a, a bunk warrant or enter the wrong house, they're going to get a shock reprisal. Because criminals are going to have guns anyway. Yeah. Did, didn't so Indiana they, pass a law saying that if a cop wrongly enters your home, you could uh, legally defend yourself? I think Ohio yeah. did, too. I think it was Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw Michael Malice tweeting about this, celebrating it. Really? He was very happy. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, That's amazing. Because, you know, me and Malice are both anarchists, just so you understand where we're coming from. Yeah, so that listen. could explain the debate we're having, which is which is great and awesome. Well, and, I'll tell yeah. you, too, I was saying this uh, to Malice. I was saying this to some of my more kind of Ayn Randy friends, because I don't I don't like Ayn Rand. I, I went through a phase when I was a teenager. Really, um, I, I hate Ayn Rand. But the more that I live through covid and post-COVID, <laughs> the more that I see, I don't know, I'm going to wind up an anarchist. Somehow I'm going to wind up a trad anarchist, I think. Because, you know, now, this is why it's also Dave's fault. If you are still conducting business in New York or L.A., it's that's your fault. You had plenty of time to get out. Get out. Like, there's no reason to stay there. Hey, West hey, Virginia, hey, Forcing man. your will onto other people isn't cool. Being a statist and authoritarian is not cool. Well, yeah, except for sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why, that's no, no. <laughs> pooping in your water supply. Yeah. See, this is this is this is where I differ with also you know the, our, our uh, the anarchist and libertarian friends of the show is that um, I, I look at jurisdiction right. I've had the libertarians argue no borders. Borders are imaginary. Anarchists borders are imaginary. And I was like, how do you protect your family if you don't set a perimeter to where you're allowed to live peacefully? Like. Jurisdiction is actually setting a limitation on yourself. I actually feel that arguing for no borders is an extension of your authority over others. Right. When the United States says, this is our southern border, we're not going to go over there. Well, we do anyway. But the idea is, this is my property line. I'm not going to go over by you. This is where I'm going to do my thing. Please leave me alone. If we said borders don't matter, you're basically saying at any point I can go over by you and do what I need to do. And, uh, well, and, it, and also that's just an expression of, of the false anthropology at the heart of anarchism and libertarianism. You guys are straw manning this. I just want to say for the record here, and it, it's, far, strong, it's, it's, it's an far argument. more complicated because we could get into details like welfare and welfare incentivizing people to move over. We could talk about the weaponization of immigration. And I think the Mises Caucus, especially under uh, Dave Smith, has been addressing this issue in a very smart and correct way, uh, addressing this immigration 
immigration issue in uh, in a more correct way, saying, "Hey, as 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 long as we have the welfare state, we shouldn't have open immigration." But, continue, but, but yeah. if you if you got rid of the welfare state, then borders should be erased or something. Like I mean, well, it depends. It's it's a complicated argument, and there's many look, different factors that are multifaceted here. Uh, to me, anarchism it's not an all end solution to everything. It's never going to be perfect. But I think as humanity, we should always be striving for personal responsibility and for personal freedom yeah. and liberty. And and but, and I, I agree to a great extent. My concern is. The Communist Party of China exists. They've exerted authoritarian control over their people to the extent where they're welding them into their homes. We can be the anarchists of free trade and all that. And when the Chinese Communist Party comes knocking and says, we'd like to purchase some land in free trade. And we say, sounds good to us. Then before we know it, they own 40% of the farmland on the West Coast. And then all of a sudden they're using that against us, cutting off supply lines. We're being attacked from within, which means I'd love for their... With you look at the United States and, and, and Ron Paul made a great point that I love where he said in the U.S. you can be a socialist. Go buy land. Go go set up your little socialist commune. Why do you want to force everyone else to do that? We set the boundaries. We set the rules. We agree on those rules. And then we can live in peace and harmony. We're also discussing these things as though they're opposites when they're communism and anarchism. When they're, In fact, they're two sides of the same coin because they partake of the same false anthropology, which says that the fundamental political institution is the individual, which is not true and has never been true. The fundamental political unit is the family. And so people are not born as the Enlightenment and post-Enlightenment rationalists would have you believe as individuals with a bunch of rights and entitlements. But primarily, we, though we do have rights, but we are born not as these atoms floating through space, but into families with duties and obligations. And and so your love of your state and your love of your country is an extension of that filial piety because you have an obligation to, to respect your father and mother. I think centralization is is a big problem uh, throughout human history. I think but de- that's a different decentralization, uh, essentially, this this is what kind of boils down. But again, we're getting into larger ideologies. No, no, no but, well, but it's a uh, balance of the two. You can't have yes. authoritarianism or pure anarchy. You can't have pure either of the two extremes. Yeah, I, I, think right have now I think right now it's more it's more than fair to say that we are more centralized than ever, and we need more decentralization. I see why and this back. is what the philosophy of anarchism is pushing, because right now I think it's fair to say that too many people uh, in the central government have too much power over everyone else, and, and, we, sure, need to, and, and, and we need to Limit that and this is where we agree. And I think you, you, when you look at the political compass, the least populated portion of it is the center left liberal. Yeah. It's either far left, moderate authoritarian to very authoritarian. And then you have moderate conservative to like libertarian right. Yeah. And then you actually, I would argue, have more authoritarian right wingers than you actually have center left liberal libertarian types. It just doesn't exist. I'm center left lib. But most people who claim to be are literally not. Most people who claim to be are authoritarian left, want speech policing to an extreme degree. I I was just told that that's what I was when I took the test. I don't know what I am. This is the point, and I'll I'll get into the next story. The point is, if you are on the libertarian spectrum of the political compass, you still have a degree of authority that you expect to exist. Unless you're all the way on the bottom at anarchy. Uh, listen, we, we talked about this before. Uh, on a local small level, I, I, you know, I forgot who said this. Someone more smarter than me said this. On a local family level, you should be communists. And then on a community level, you should be socialists. And then on a state level, you should move away further from centralization and call for more uh, decentralization. And I agree, the family unit, I think, is one of the most important units. But I think we also have to respect the the the, the strongest minority of them all, and that's the individual. Uh, and you 
you could still do that while, of course, prioritizing families, communities, and neighborhoods and individuals but coming this, together to work together without any kind of mafioso central control or government bureaucrat coming in and getting a cut of the money. No, but the trads love uh, subsidiarity. I mean, that's a principle of, uh, well, uh, put forward by Thomas Aquinas and by conservatives since time immemorial. I think the place we're getting confused is we're pretending that individualism, you know, the anarchists and the communists are opposites when they both accept the same fundamental premise, which I think is a wrong premise, which is that the individual is the primary unit of society. And so the anarchists say it's the individual and it has to remain that way. And the communists say it's the individual. And that's why we've got to lump them all together. But it's the conservatives who are offering the only genuine alternative, which says, no, it's actually not about this individualism. It's, it doesn't just come down to the individual. It comes down to something that is that is more institutional and actually fundamental to your humanity, which is family and community and tradition, and not just the, the use of your individual unfettered reason to come up with some cockamamie idea. It's why I think Karl Marx, if he were alive today, would be in the Tea Party or something. I think like that's, that. that's <laughs> I, I absolutely disagree <laughs> with that in, in well, its total essence. And when we look at essentially what, what is boiling down to what a lot of these larger parties and ideas, especially when it comes to conservatives and what they're doing, they're essentially just kind of the liberals 10 years from now. Uh, when, when you look at the no, policies, no, when, they, no, when you look at them deciding to use force and government against other individuals to impose their ideas, I, I think at the end of the day, this is the key central role when uh, anarchists and libertarians don't want a central figure, don't want someone telling them what to do. And I think this notion uh, of back and forth, the government is good, they're going to tell us what to do right, do they have the ultimate decision making and what is good and bad? I think that pendulum, is uh, when, it, when it swings back and forth between the left and right, is only bringing on more government, more authoritarian, authoritarian and I think we need a lot less of but that Luke, right do you, now. But do you not see the irony of, of, you know, lamenting that the wicked conservative authoritarians want to impose their views and use the power of the state on you, when what you are advocating is you're saying, what we need to do, Michael, is we need to get rid of our political order in the United States, we need no. to get rid of tradition, we need to get rid of no. orders, we no. need to get rid of all I never these said things. That. You, well, you, what you are suggesting is a radical upending of our political order, no. at the very least. I, I, I'm you're saying, not, so we're I, living I'm in saying, an anarchist utopia I, I'm already. Sa- I, I, no, 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 no. It's not fair to put words in my mouth. Uh, I'm, I'm not just trying for to figure out things. what you're saying. I strongly believe in, in, in families. I think they should be prioritized, and I think individuals should treat families in a kind of communistic way, on the individual basis, without any kind of force or government intervening in that. This is why I'm a huge proponent of homeschooling. This is why I'm a huge proponent of moving away uh, from depending on government for daily life. What if the family is responsibility? What if the families abuse kids? Uh, that, that's a horrible situation that needs to be mitigated. By the government? Um, that's a very hard decision. That's 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 one example that is very hard decision. to deal with. And again, but well, but, let, but, let, but 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 again, you're making you're making this very niche kind of argument. But I could say, what about the government okay, and the FBI raping small children? Let's and bringing them to small islands. Let's keep the conversation in line and not go far off. What if the government determines that not vaccinating your kids is is abuse? Right. So the the challenges that we have, and that 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 point right there is why I say morality is not. Uh, logical morality is amorphous it's it's analog it's not digital hmm. we say something like you shouldn't be allowed to abuse your kids if a guy is beating his child we should intervene and stop that yep. and then someone else says you're right and if you're not giving the kid the appropriate medical treatment for their disease that's abuse and then you ask the question which medical treatment right. are we talking about are we talking about a vegan mom who's not giving her son any meat yeah and and because she's determined what's right for her kids and then we intervene 
Or are we talking about, say, a gender transition program where the government says it's abuse if you don't give it to them? Mm-hmm. There's not a one-for-one answer. The, the on only, this. and I, I agree with that, of course. The only point I'm trying to make is that I find libertarianism and anarchism to be extremely authoritarian in as much as they seek to impose a political order on me that I think is absurd and that I don't want. I don't want to live in a political order in which I, in a self-government, cannot, through my representatives and through the police force, take a child out of an abusive home. And I, a libertarian or an anarchist might prefer that, but that's not what I want. And so I find it very authoritarian. But you would rather have a government that. and support a government and pay taxes to a government that's running international trafficking or- organizations. Oh, come on. No, no. no. I, I want to, I mean, I but, want but if to, he's making an argument saying, I support, you know, that's well, what that's, you, that's but, what but I can make the same argument there. I'm not making No, I never said that. Here's, here's the ideal. The, the ideal is if a guy punches a kid in the face, we protect that kid and get it away from that person. If a guy's yeah. beating his wife, we get his wife out of there. But then there's a simple challenge. The law says... You shall not cause physical harm to your children or your spouse, be it male or female. And then we say, that's a fine law. You cannot physically harm. And then someone goes, this woman was giving her kid an all soy diet with yeah. no protein and he's sickly, anemic and about to die. We sort of have. Is, s- do we intervene in that regard? But right. the mother says, I know what's right for my kid. Then we say, OK, you're right. She's abusing the kid. Then someone says, oh, but the government, Dr. Fauci says this vaccine is has to be for kids right. and the parent won't do it. Should the government then intervene? It's the same law. Right. And so but interpreted in different the, scenarios. Traditionally, the American response to this is that we have a self-government. And to your point, Luke, it, uh, very often it does not appear that we actually have a self-government increasingly. But notionally, that's the idea, at least. And so within this self-government, we have the right as citizens to come to answers on these questions and say, you know, the all soy diet, that is abusive. You're not allowed to do that. The vaccine, no, we're not going to make you vaccinate your kids. And that's particular, but that does mean that we have the right to impose our views of the world on others. That is the premise and prerequisite of self-government. If you do not do that, then, well, you'll have to impose some other political order, which will get you right back to the same problem. Let let me ask you, Luke, uh, if a kid had uh, strep throat, bacterial, and the doctor said, we're going to, I don't know what the actual treatment is, amoxicillin, do they yeah. still do amoxicillin? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And the mother says, no, I don't want any of that weird stuff. We're going to give him tree bark. Do you think the government should intervene or just let the kid die? There's, there's a lot of variables in that particular situation. So again, hypotheticals are not my favorite. I don't think it's fair to even issue a lot of those kind of well, hypotheticals. Well, come on, come on, hold, 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 hold on there a minute. Answer the uh, question. Uh, <laughs> again, don't, 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 don't try and patter your way out of I'm this. I'm not pattering it's, my way. I'm, I'm addressing the situation. I don't, I don't think it's a fair. It's, I don't think it's a fair question. Now, obviously, how is it not a fair question? Uh, a kid has a very simply curable bacterial infection, and the mom doesn't want to give him medicine. Should the government intervene? Um. I, I, at, at this instant, in this current situation, uh, the government will intervene. But no, should, but should, they, should the inter- this is I like, don't have all the answers here. This is, this is the challenge when I start thinking about how, yes, I want to be much more libertarian. I don't like vaccine mandates. Yep. And when we say something like, look, I've had, uh, when I was a kid, you know, strep throat or whatever, and they gave me that pink stuff that tasted really, really great. It was like strawberry flavored amoxicillin or something. Yep. And it cures you. We know antibiotics Cure diseases. Shout out to fungus. Shout out to fungus. So if I see a parent who's like, I'm going to rub crystals on my kid, I'm like, well, look, I don't like the idea that the government can come in and tell a parent how to raise their kid. That's a big problem. But there's also... Oh, man, what do you do? We know that that, that antibiotics can cure certain diseases. How do we navigate this when Dr. Fauci says you must do this for your kid, right. even if it's like, you know, like we're in tr- phase three trials and it's only been a couple of years. At that point, you're like, I object. But it's this at the core. 
the nuance of the situation is different, but it's the same thing. Do I accept the government can intervene when a person defies the ne- the, the, the science? Man, okay. now I'm like, I'm watching a kid die a strep throat when I know he could save his life because I don't want someone to be forced to inject their kid over here. There's, I don't have yeah. the answer for there, that. Well, there's also, one, there's a difference between amoxicillin and the Fauci-ouchie. You know, we have a lot more long-term data on one of those than the other. But but also, to your point, can the government do this? There is an historical matter here, which you've, which you've uh, pointed out, Luke, which is that throughout all of human history, in every single society, in every single place on planet Earth, the, the government, by which we mean people having power within political communities, do impose those things. Every single place, occasionally anarchists will say, you know, in 8th century Iceland or something, but, you know, okay, fine. But every, everywhere for Catalonia. all of history. Yeah, well, Cal- it, right, right. Yeah. If, if you look at government interventions, I mean, a, again, anarchism doesn't have all the solutions, doesn't have all the answers, and I do believe uh, children should always be protected. Obviously, that should be a common... No, 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 uh, no, no. hold com- on, hold on. Common sense answer, but, but hold on. Wait, 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 if you make a point, specific, I've got to address the point. Uh, you can't okay, just... but, but this is the larger point that I wanted to make here. I'm not finished here. I'm, I'm laying down the groundwork for this point. But I, you don't agree with that. You don't think kids should always be protected. It, it depends protected. on the circumstances and situations. I don't want to be the central controller deciding a lot of these things. A lot of these things will be decided by individuals or communities or families and neighborhoods that will decide for themselves what is right. And I believe at the end of the day, that is a better thing that will happen rather than a government coming in and taking a kid and putting them into CPS. Me, what is CPS? the difference? Look what happens at CPS. Look, look at like how horrible our CPS system is. Look at how many kids get hurt I, we, inside I, of the I, CPS I, I, system. I, I, I have a question. So, so, I, I so all it. I'm saying is at the end of the day, I don't have all the answers and solutions here. No one does. Obviously, right. there's flaws in every single political and argument so, and political ideology. Yes, so obviously. I, but at the end of the day, individuals should decide for themselves, not central controllers. So let me ask a simple question. Two circumstances. Government says we will not intervene in what the family decides to do with their child. The family then decides they will sterilize and castrate their kid and give them hormones. Second scenario. You mean what they're doing right now with family, the state protection? Second scenario. Family says, we will not give this kid hormone therapy and surgery, and the government does intervene. Right. Which one's the right or wrong one? Do we say the government should not intervene in the parent's decision as they decide to give their kid what they deem best, a a sex change? Or do we stop the government from forcing the sex change because the child wants it and the state deems it to be taken? Taking responsibility away from yourself, taking decisions away from the family, from the community— is uh, to me a recipe but, for but disaster. So here's my, this my is what I'm is, arguing my question, against. That's my, my main argument. This. Do you think not some emotional you, argument a, about kicking a baby? If okay. A, if a if a no, mother a and father, if a mother and father publicly announce that their child of twelve wants to be castrated and injected with hormones, should we just say that's your choice as a parent? Um. I, I think that should be pushed back against in many different ways. Uh, that's a horrible deci- decision. That's going to hurt the child. And I think they should, there should at least be informed consent and some community involvement How can there and be participation in this. For the kid? Well, the this parents- is the thing. Kids should always be protected. This is where I disagree with a lot of the bigger kind of libertarian and anarchist ideas, especially when they say we got to sell heroin to kids. Obviously, yeah, that that's the wrong idea. <laughs> Obviously, that's something that, that I, I stand against and I made clear many times before on this particular show. But when it comes to these important decision make, uh, d- decisions, at the end of the day, I do believe and I have a lot more faith in a family, in a community, in the neighborhood, and in, in individuals rather than but, but the Luke, big like, government like, that like, we like, have but, now but Luke, that con- uses our tax dollars in horrible ways and hurts way more people than the larger ideologies of anarchism, which I believe at the end of the day would lead to less harm reduction. I just wanted to say that that scenario I gave of the parents are doing it and the government doesn't intervene and the parents don't want it and the government does intervene. 
is ex- exemplifies my point about how laws are based on amorphous laurel, uh, morals, analog morals. Like, in which circumstance do we d- decide the government is or isn't right? But, well, and I mean? also the the interpretation of intervention here is, I think, problematic because the the government by which and Luke, you keep con- conflating these things where you say, well, no, I don't like the government. I just like community. Well, the government is the expression of the political community, especially in a, a notionally self governing. Especially now with what's happening with the elections. Especially now with the way that they're running things? Well, certain, ele- certain, are, are, certain elections but, are an expression. But we're, that, yeah. we're falling Maybe apart. not Maricopa County. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially now so with how much debt they put us in, especially now yeah, with, yeah. with the threat. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the national debt is an expression of the political community the, making choices. Absolutely. This is how I, I drift more away from anarchism and libertarianism. I recognize sometimes we want the government to intervene and sometimes we don't. And it's it, there's no way to define it, it other than a judgment. It, it just seems by a to me. Person. It seems to me the government, it, the government, it is always intervening in the sense that we live in a society, we live in a political community. In order to live together in a society, we come up with rules and norms and institutions to mediate the people in that society, the families and the. But the why can't communities, communities do that? Why do you need a that government it, to do that? That is what a government is. This is the expression of a poli- the, the the expression I, I, of force. I, I, of a political I think that's community. been highly bastardized and highly incorrect with the way well, the government is now. I mean, that's you, you're talking, that's you're talking about federal government and large government, right? You're advocating for smaller localized government. I'm talking what essentially is a mafia coming in there and saying, I will impose my will on you because I know what's best for you. Right, I'm right, against but, those ideas. But, but the, what, when we're talking about, let's just use the term political community then, because which I think is actually more precise. Within a political community, there is always a way that people are living and being raised. So, for instance, if the um, mode of education within the political community says that men and women are different and men can't become women and women can't become men, then I guess you're not going to have these kids getting castrated and injected with with uh, poison. Uh, but is that the government intervening? I just think this idea right. that the government is active or passive is no, the government just is. The political community just is. And we're always constantly living in a state of standards and norms. And so the question is not this procedural question is, will the government do something or not? The question is just, what is the government doing? Well, so here's what I see. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have no willingness in American society to set standards and uphold them. There's a bifurcation politically, as yeah. we call it, the multicultural democracy and the constitutional republicanists. Yeah. That's basically how it's breaking, breaking down. But this means that, for the most part, Antifa goes around smashing windows, and there is no willpower or um, desire to stop them. Well, we just we, got we, an we, article we, of five we, of them getting arrested. We do have this story and, in and Georgia. And people in the school councils. Like the, I Let's just want to make one quick point Let's, here, because I just agree I, with one, one basic point here. Were you saying the government is a representation of community? There's been many scientific studies spe- showing specifically that the will of the people does not impose or change the government. It uh, is special interest and powerful people that do you're, change you're government and represent government. Hold on, hold on. And the government is by and large a tool of a lot of powerful people. You're talking about one specific government versus the concept of government. Different things. But let me let me pull up the story real quick. Sorry, guys, but this is it, great. It's okay. I mean, no this is we're apologize. having a great time. I'm, I'm enjoying this I'm intellect and questioning my ideas. I love this. This is this, awesome. this, this is, is this is big news. We got Andy No reports from the Post Millennial. 
domestic terror charges for five arrested at violent Antifa autonomous zone near Atlanta. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations has found explosive devices and gasoline at the rate. The reason this story is newsworthy is that it actually happened for once. Yeah. You know, if 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 the law was being upheld as it's supposed to be, we wouldn't care to talk about another bunch of extremists getting arrested. They're supposed to get arrested. Right. Now we're like, wow, look at that. They actually arrested some of them. Right. Here's what I see happening. This is the point I was making just in the previous segment. A society, his, uh, a typically a cohesive one, everybody kind of agrees on the lines you don't cross. When someone crosses that line, everyone is aghast and the cops are like, we're going to go in and deal with this. That meant obscenity laws 100 years ago. Yep. That meant someone could go on a street corner and yell something nasty and they'd be like, no, 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 stop this, stop this. And everyone agreed, not good. We've now gone so far in the other direction that you actually have people throwing Molotov cocktails. And in these cities, they're like, well, you know, it's their first offense. And look, we're going to lose votes if we actually prosecute these people. So let's let them all out of the prisons. Yep. Now, there's no enforcement at all. The American people, I mean, it's conservatives too. I mean, conservatives aren't going to go to cities and demand this stuff. So unless there was an actual ramification for not holding people to account, you know, or I should say there is no ramification for not holding people to account. So it's just not happening. This is this is yeah. the breakdown of the political body or of government or whatever you want to call it. Though there there people are being held to account if, for instance, they uh, prohibit their children from being castrated. People are being held to account if they walk into the Capitol Rotunda with a horn hat on and crack a Coors Light. People are having the book thrown at them for that sort of thing. Pro-life activists at abortion clinics. Pro-life activists at abortion clinics and just even exposing crimes, actual elite, not just immoral activity, which is all that takes place at abortion clinics, but but actual illegal activity. And then who's prosecuted? It's the pro-lifers. So the law, the law is being enforced and more than the law is being enforced against certain people. But, you know, you, you look at, say, the um, 19th century, early 20th century, and you always hear these horror stories of the Ku Klux Klan getting away with lynchings or terror rides or anything like that. And you say, well, they just didn't enforce the law. You know, that was, yeah, r right. That is that right. is an imperfect expression of, of how the law is enforced. And you're seeing, you're seeing precisely it's, the same sort of thing here. It's cultural tolerance. Right now, our culture is completely tolerating Antifa. Conservatives and yeah. libertarian types complain about the violence. And that's and then nothing else happens. There is no cost for a law enforcement division of any kind if they do not enforce the law. There is a cost right. if they do enforce it. When they come out and target Antifa, they can expect more firebombs and more violence. If they don't arrest anybody, what can they expect? Well, there will be some firebombs and violence from these lunatics they won't arrest, but conservatives ain't going to do anything yeah, about it. Yeah, but you do see uh, the law of nature take over when they firebomb Dwayne Reed or when they go into Dwayne Reed and, and mob the store with a flash mob and rob, you know, $1,000 each so they can't get felonies in San Francisco where they made it your louder. thousand so, bucks. And then Dwayne Reed shuts down. I think it's Dwayne Reed. Don't get me. If it's not Dwayne Reed, uh, I apologize. It was, it, I think it was Dwayne Reed. There's, There's a also, few of them. Uh, I think, Target. So you see the market is reacting to unchecked violence. It's not the, right. it, maybe it's not even like, the, listen, the culture, it's the market itself. Self, but, but that's part of the culture. The mayor, but it's like it's like the a law of, of nature. The mayor, the chief of police, the 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 the, the sheriffs, they suffer no consequence, no immediate yeah. consequence. It's a long term no, thing no, no, where no. your city starts to fall apart because no, 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 businesses no, no, no. shut down. The individual suffers no consequence at all. Well, yeah. only that your your environment begins to degrade slowly. So what? They can move. So these yeah. cops, these yeah. cops yeah. who live in San Francisco, they're resigning, they're moving, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And that is an issue of. Uh, of an individualized society. Yeah. When everyone just says, it's about me and my life, that's what happens. Yeah. When people put responsibility to the community, 
slightly above themselves, yep. you'll get someone going out being like, I got to stop this because, you know, old man Jenkins down the street needs this Dwayne Reefer's medication. I can't let someone do this to the community. But it's now, not why just did the this community. Happen? Let, let's, yeah. let's break this problem down because I think it's fair to say that George Soros invested a lot when it came to appointing district attorneys and attorney generals all throughout the United States. You guys oh, agree yeah. with that, 120 right? million. So, so he Zero again, Republicans. He again, bought government to impose his will on what he thought was right. And his will is punishing right wingers, but letting Antifa go. Well, right? for the most part, it's the, uninf- the, 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 the non-enforcement. George exactly. Soros wrote an op-ed about how he wanted DAs who were not going to go after people and were going to give them lighter sentences. That's an inversion. I'm not, I'm not advocating for harsh authoritarianism. So I, I actually think cash bail is a problem. But I don't know if we have the solution other than to expand, build more courts, hire more judges. But George Soros basically said, I want people who are in the, in the DA's office who won't prosecute crimes. Well, you got it. And now yeah, it's getting worse. Exactly. But that's not using the government to do it. That's stripping the government of its ability to stop these people. No, 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 no. Because when the government sees a right winger, when the government sees a political crime, when the government sees a way to punish someone for their political ideas, they do it. That's, yes. that's the government they're if after there are, for. If there are two but, but when it comes to specifically, when it comes to specifically, okay, this is why we need a, a mind you, you made a point. I'm going to address yeah. your point, Luke. You made one point. Let me address it. If there's a left wing and right wing activist and they both riot, they should both be arrested. What's happened now is half is being enforced and politically biased, only one side is, is being let go. This is the government lo- not enforcing half of it. And, and, and actually, yeah. and, and upscaling and, against the right. And by the way, not to be too harsh, you know, uh, on the libertarian effect on the conservative movement, but a lot of the reason why the libs have become so good, specifically over the last 60 years, at wielding the government in a way that it was not very good actually at before. You saw, you know, you saw the beginnings of it with Woodrow Wilson and FDR, but you still had a lot of conservative political power within the government. A lot of the reason why we're not good at it anymore is because the libertarians convinced the conservatives that wielding political power per se is wrong and immoral. And by doing that, we conceded the entire political field and now the libs run all of the institutions. The conservatives and Republicans being weak has nothing to do with libertarians. They decided that for themselves. They could no, they power. They, they, yeah. They're the ones that went along with a lot of the, this nonsense. They're the ones that are literally just the Democrats of 10 years ago. Let's be honest right. here. They're implementing the same policies. And if there ever is a political party that hasn't been working for the American people, that actually screwed them over and, and gave them failed promises, You're right. it's the Republican Luke, Party. What's your opinion on redefining marriage, the Obergefell case and the now the law that was passed yesterday, the quote-unquote Respect for Marriage Act, radically redefines a fundamental political institution. I think it's You're the P- libertarian. It's, I, think it's, the I think it's a PR stunt uh, in order to try to galvanize a base do you pretty much do you support I, I gay marriage I, I haven't even i haven't even read the bill i haven't even read. what about the concept i, I don't, in general? I, don't, do I, don't su- I don't believe the government should i don't think you need permission to marry someone to get a license from the government well you always have throughout all of human yeah. history so how come how come now people, no, no no not not always people made bonds and and specific contracts with each other without without government sometimes as no, well that's not true marriage has always had a tie either to uh, through the religion state or to the religion yeah. which was usually established and, and, and had and, a tie to the state i'll make i'll make a single sometimes religion was more powerful than this and let me Specifically, but they're always tied together. And I'll address specifically pre-marriage, pre-no-fault divorce was a contract that you could not just break. If you entered into a contract with someone, you had a duty and responsibility. And if you wanted to break it, you had to prove to a court that was just reason to do so. Right. So marriage meant something. The reason you had the government involved wasn't because they give you permission. It was because you were saying to another person, I give my life to you. I expect your life in return. And it's a public act. And it's a public act. And if that person then decided, I'm not going to give you equal, like you're giving me your life, I'm not giving you back. You would have, 
your honor, courts, I need this enforced. And they would say marriage counseling, some kind of relationship counseling. Then no fault divorce came in. And now we're at the, we're, at, we're in the period where marriage is basically a date. You're, you're dating someone. Something happened. Because there's no enforcement anymore. In the, totally. In the totally. 40s, which yeah. I think is interesting. The reason why libertarianism is so popular right now is because in the 40s, America became a militant authoritarian country. It used to be a liberal republic. And then in 1949, when they signed, they created the liberal economic order, they became this, a military government and, and they did it in secret. They didn't want people to know. Kennedy tried to out them to kill whoever, someone killed them. And uh, <laughs> Somebody, who, who is they? So for, <laughs> I don't know what you're for 70 yeah. years, we've been CIA. in a military government. It's CIA. like, a, the, it's like in, if you're played civilization, they, they had a revolution of government from liberty. liberty. Deep state. Yeah. And yeah. so what's happening is the, um, the anarchists are pushing back, but the way, if you push back too hard, the pendulum goes, extreme you don't want extreme that's what statists do left and right left and right back and forth more government more government more government listen i grew up in poland when there's still communism there right the polish people are adverse to communists and to fascists to extreme left and extreme right this is essentially the larger ideas that are quantified in anarchism in my opinion because they push back a lot of this nonsense that feeds each other and builds on top but of it, each Luke, other and in poland specifically when it came to things like marriage right if someone would uh, be divorced if someone would not take care of their child after birthing a child they would be looked upon as a scumbag there would be social pressures on that individual there were also for, laws, for being a scumbag Poland's no, a very catholic country. Well, well during communism and during where when the soviet union had control of of, of poland it it wasn't it wasn't mainly the the state that was enforcing right. a lot of these morals it was right. the church that had a larger impact on that well the, it was, the church it, was suppressed and the church was fighting the the state so right. so but, I, but my, my point here is when when I hear from our libertarian friends that the conservatives are actually the ones who are the Democrats from 10 years ago. <laughs> the, is it not the, true? No, it's not true. The libertarians are the ones who are pushing gay marriage, a view so left-wing that Barack Obama didn't even agree with it in 2011. They're the ones pushing drugs. They're the ones pushing open borders. They're the ones pushing all of the, the breakdown of the family. And though I, some I, are, but I'm not. Some are, yes. Yeah, I, to, th to, those to are your, issues that no, I have very I th strong stances against. I think yeah. you unwittingly are pushing those things, but you, I don't think you I intend disagree. to push those yeah, things. I disagree because I, d I address those problems. Uh, specifically, uh, what was the three that but you I, brought I up? guess the, yeah. the, reason I, the reason I bring it up is if you ask real conservatives, the real tradies around today. What's your view on marriage? They're going to give you the view of marriage that was held from the beginning of human history until 2015. If you ask their views on drug laws or on punishing criminals or on immigration enforcement or any of these things, you're going to get the conservative point of view. And it's going to be the libertarians and the liberals who agree on all of those issues in a very, very radical way. I disagree. I, th I think the ideology is is directly opposed to each other. Liberals want more government. Libertarians want less government. But but uh, the, but but you're the making end result argument. is the same as what I'm saying because it's because not when it, the liberals use big government in order to impose their but, will but on people. But when the right? when the libertarians uh, use this fantastical utopian aversion to government to break down the social order and to, to break everyone down into to individuals who are much more e easily collectivized, which is which is That's what has happened. Something you said, brilliant. I don't know where you got this Thank idea that the, that the base. <laughs> unit of a of a of society is the is a duality it's a communication between two or more people a family unit yeah. one individual born in the woods with no humans is not a human i mean technically they're a human they're not they're a, not a they're, person they're not a society yeah they don't have man they don't understand animal, language they don't understand yeah. concepts of humanity they don't understand they're a wild animal if they're yeah. born in the woods yeah right, right. Uh, alone yeah. and so you need that second person and i think to think of society as the duality it, it, we cannot function without the duality because that's what Yo. 
like the matrix it keeps 4. you sane it keeps you humble <laughs> it's the man and the woman yeah i thought that was really funny the matrix you see the fourth matrix one they made i i didn't know they went up to four i they, think i've only seen through three i, I think it's funny because a lot of people said it was going to be like woke or whatever but the plot of the matrix is literally that you need a matriarch and a patriarch together to stabilize reality and not in no, a no libertarian joke. society yeah. not only will two people keep each other sane and rational but in a in a totalitarian society two people will keep each other from falling victim to the state we have to move on to at least one more story because there's no way i can let this one go so i got a hard segue <laughs> to rolling stone trump's major announcement was a scammy superhero themed nft collection for 99 dollars, you can now own a digitally generated image of the former Ooh. president cosplaying as an astronaut fighter pilot sheriff or red carpet celebrity i i think it's hilarious his video release was really funny he goes <laughs> Uh, hopefully, you, I'm your favorite president, greater than Lincoln, greater than Washington. And if you end, if you buy an NFT, you enter into a sweepstakes for a chance to win a bunch of great prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if it's a great prize, but maybe. <laughs> but it's what we got. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think it was funny that he's like, I'm better than Lincoln and Washington and eating dinner with me might not be a good prize. So, so look, he's a funny guy. I think what was cringe about this was that people thought he was going to endorse someone for RNC chair. He was going to announce a VP. He was going to put forth a major policy proposal. But instead, he's selling NFTs right around the time FTX collapses. Yeah. And what, six months after NFTs became worthless? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. dude. How, how many did you buy? Oh, seven. <laughs> no, I bought none. I'm not going to buy it. I'm NFT. trying so hard because I, I still really like the guy. Best president of my lifetime. But I'm trying <laughs> okay. really hard to spin it in my head. I'm like, how can I convince myself this was a good announcement? <laughs> and I, I can't do it, you know. Uh, but but the, the thing that his announcement did demonstrate is something that I have, I have said to Trump's critics for years, which is they say, he's an egomaniac narcissist. And I say, yeah, you know, he has his name on buildings. But he has a kind of humility. Like, for instance, he, he had this comment when he was president. He said... Uh, someone accused him of drinking a beer. He said, I've never drunk a beer, okay? I've never, I'm probably the only president who can say I've never drunk a beer. It's the only good thing you can say about me. And it was a, an expression right. of humility. It was a safe, yeah. self-effacing thing, as he is saying here. You know, when he, when he boasts about everything, he's talking like a New Yorker, but he's usually joking. I, I just, I, I laughed so hard when he was like, maybe it's not a good prize. I don't know. I'm like, that was masterfully done. He's, he's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a lot of pushback, especially from a lot of his supporters today. Oh, I agree. He did tweet, America needs a superhero. Big announcement tomorrow. <laughs> Here's my Pokemon cards. Buy them. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And uh, look I, at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah. This up. is a good, good look video. At, look at, look at, he's shooting laser, laser eyes. infomercial. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and it's my an career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize. It's what we have. Or golf with but it's you what we have. With your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses. Yeah, uh, the prizes actually are great. Like yeah. having a cocktail party with your friends at Mar-a-Lago. It's not a bad prize. I mean, that sounds really fun. Dinner with Trump would be extremely interesting. Even if you don't like the guy and playing golf with him, 
that sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, but a $100 gambling chip to find, hope you win a chance to hang out. It's like, yeah. not in this economy. Not no, no, no. Right I, I, think, I think the whole thing was a mistake. He, yeah. They should be 99 cents each, and he could sell 100 million of them, or 10 million, or 50 million. Why? I mean, why do you got to do bump stock Donnie like that, Tim? I thought you liked him. <laughs> bump you know? stock Donnie. Yeah, why you got to do him like that? I like I like but, the Abraham Accords. I like trying to negotiate peace with North Korea. But, I like setting timelines for withdrawal from the Middle East. I don't like him for a whole lot of reasons. There's, there's a tweet going around right now, allegedly from Baked Alaska, saying, "Quote: I can't believe I'm going to jail for an N NFT salesman." And uh, <laughs> you know, that, 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 this, this does bring some interesting comments to where Trump's attention is. He's not on Twitter. Yeah. He, he's not in the national discourse. He's not making you know a lot of strong stances on a lot of the important things happening right now. He's selling $99 NFTs. Now here's the problem. Almost immediately right after we have this story. Shatter the left-wing censorship regime. Trump announces 2024 free speech policy. Quote, a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants and activists and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. This was a very somber and serious statement that came out like right around the time as this NFT announcement. This should have been the major announcement. Of course, and people yeah. have been like, wow, Trump's getting serious. Well, what's the announcement? He's promising he's going to do something when he becomes president of the United States. That doesn't I really mean, change it. It's a politician making promises. It doesn't really change anything. Yeah. That's a good point. But, but, but the point is, Donald Trump has an announcement to make. Yeah. And at the very least, it would have been in po of political nature, not selling NFTs. The, you know, I'm, I'm all for the fun, frivolity, silliness. I mean, I like that. But... It has to, that has to be the cherry on top of the Sunday of really doing something and talking about issues that people care about. I mean, to your point, Luke, he's not in office right now, so he can't really do anything. And he's not even on Twitter, so he can't talk that much. But I just, I look and I think in tw Trump 2015, when also he was just talking, right? He was just a candidate. But Trump 2015, he comes down that escalator. He says what no other Republican will say, which is that this immigration thing is horrible and they're sending rapists and drug dealers across and we got to do something. When he said, you remember Hillary Clinton's uh, slogan was, I'm with her. And Trump said, that's a BS slogan. I'm with you. He switched the subject yeah. and the uh, and he said, I'm with you. And you really felt like this guy's talking about things that actually matter yep. to me. NAFTA. When was the last Republican to challenge NAFTA ever? You know, Buchanan, I guess. And and now you, you all we're seeing is the frivolity. All we're seeing is the tee hee hee, you know, here's the, and I just think, okay, it's funny. This, but, you know, come on, give me something, man. He, 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 uh, in it, uh, in the statement, he said, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any, any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech mis or disinformation. I'll begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who is engaged in domestic censorship directly or indirectly, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, it's, it's, it's topical. It's playing to what's going on with Elon and Twitter. If this was his major announcement, it would have played very well. If he came out and said what we have recently discovered in several lawsuits, as well as uh, leaked information from big social networks that the government had been colluding as president, I will end this. People would be like, wow, you know what? Elon Musk Twitter files just came out. Then Donald Trump says, I'm paying attention. I know what is worrying you and I will address it. Would have been big. Yeah, it is big in a sense. It's just being overshadowed by his weird 
late night infomercial, you know, NFT thing. It, it could be. He released Cringe. the NFTs and then the management's like, oh my God, this is backfiring. This is not selling. Quick, make a statement, make a statement. <laughs> what are you going to do as president? I'm going to do this. I promise this. Politicians make promises all the time. They rarely ever keep them, especially if they're campaigning. How do you know a, a, a politician's lying? They're campaigning. That's when yeah. you know they're Their lying. mouth is moving. Um, no, he kept uh, more but, than, than most politicians. I mean, he yeah. didn't keep all of it, not even close, well, he, but he, he kept a lot. But previously, before, before he became president of the United States, he promised to audit the Federal Reserve. He promised to investigate 9-11. He promised to, to, to look into Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. I mean, he was talking about a lot of big things. You know, again, didn't really kind of address them when he was president, but uh, people don't want to hear this. People want to hear how is he going to win Pennsylvania? How is he going to win Arizona? Because right now there's no political roadmap for him winning. How? Why? Oh, you'd have to talk about graphing. The only way. <laughs> no, no. Like, I'm talking about the ballot harvesting. only way. I'm talking about win. I'm talking about ballot harvesting. Hold on not, there a minute. I think Ian's on to something. If Donald Trump comes out and says, we don't need your vote, as long as we advocate graphene, we're going to get every vote anyway. We're building Everyone the greatest drink, he industrial said nation on earth. We're going to lead the 21st century with the yeah. new material, metamaterials. You know, Tim, say civil war. all around him. No, hold on, hold on. You know, look at our smug faces here. We're all laughing. Yeah. But there, there, there is a version of reality where Donald Trump says, forget the politicking, forget the gamesmanship, forget the ballot harvesting. He, he walks out and says, graphene is a wonder material that will change everything and bring jobs back. And everyone just goes, hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's right. 100 million votes. Landslide. We're going to build yeah. a space elevator. We're going to lead the na- we're lead the world in space exploration. Like we need him telling us what he wants to create for the species yeah. if he has any chance of winning. So graphene's any. a metaphor. He Graph- needs to talk about his plans to build and help America and to call out those who seek its destruction like he was doing in 2016. Yeah. Graphene's literal. You need we're going to make <laughs> we're going to make space elevator tethers out of it. I think um, what you're really saying is no that is not what I mean, I'm no, saying. You're right. You're literally right. He, he needs a message about industry, some sort of industry. That's what we need right now is industry. We I'm, don't I'm, need I'm, who's I'm, better. We don't look, need to see who's got the longer, you know. I'm I'm not member, going I'm the not, longer graphene. Yeah. I'm the member. I'm not who going has to the longer tether. I'm not going to defend the NFT thing. There are people who are coming out saying it was a troll. I'm like, dude, get out of here. The dude's yeah. selling you stuff. I really want to vote for Donald Trump. I want there to be a reason to do yeah. so. I want to see his narrative art completed. But it does feel to me that he's finding a way to bow out. That's it. Yeah, someone you mentioned think this he's is like a retirement. I, I, I said, homie's retiring. In, oh, 20, in 2016, he's like, you know, uh, effectively calling Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig. He's calling out the machine. <laughs> he's mocking them openly to their faces. Michael Moore says he was a human Molotov cocktail. It was revenge for all of the establishment games, selling jobs, selling factories, outsourcing and gutting this country. 2020, I, I see what he did after that. Like, I, I, I don't want to vote for that guy. But then I'm like, the economy is doing really well pre-COVID. Yeah. He's Abraham Accords. He's got a bunch of peace deals. He's actively trying to work on peace in the Middle East and in North Korea. And I'm like, okay, school choice was a big thing. Banning. Uh, uh, um, Bump stocks? The woke, the, no, just kidding. No, that was bad. But banning yeah, the woke stuff bad. from government contracting. I'm like, not perfect. The bump stock ban was very bad. His statements on it were very bad. But I said the peace in the Middle East stuff that he's working on, not perfect. I get it. I will take it, especially over Joe Biden. So I voted for him. Now, all he's doing is talking about 2020. 
He's tweeting about it. He's truthing about it nonstop, selling NFTs, and we get only tiny morsels of some kind of policy position. So I'm just like, dude, you you had me with the 2020 campaign. I can now see what 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 uh, in 2016 worked. Why is it that now as we enter 2024, he's giving us this garbage? Hey, no, no, he's also telling us to get vaccinated. So remember to do that, folks. Well, this is you know, uh, Ron DeSantis is what it, I, I know that some people don't like Ron DeSantis, or they used to like Ron DeSantis, but now they don't like Ron DeSantis because Trump is running. And and whatever you think about the guy, he is one of the most masterful politicians of our lifetime, and he has found this one issue in particular where he can outflank Trump to the right, and that's on the vaccines. And choosing to impanel that grand jury and yep. choosing to invest the mRNA vax. I mean, it was an absolute stroke of genius, and I don't know how Trump answers that. He can't. Yeah, we didn't Especially talk about that. Especially when it came to lockdowns, when it came to COVID, and when it came to Operation Warp Speed, he can't. So yeah. DeSantis just had a panel with Joe Latipo, his uh, yeah. secretary... Uh, Secretary, the the uh, Surgeon, Surgeon General, General Surgeon of Florida. Surgeon General. Yeah. And uh, what was it exactly? Can you explain the panel that, that they had? Because I saw 10, 20 seconds of it. So, the, well, there, there are like five or six... St- things that uh, DeSantis is proposing right now. The most important one, though, is, is actually impaneling a grand jury to investigate and potentially prosecute the people who lied about these vaccines wow. uh, from industry to to uh, public authority. And so uh, that that's a big deal because you, you need teeth. I mean, as we're all kind of talking about, it's one thing to make a promise on a campaign trail or to send a tweet. But if you're actually holding people to account for deception and fraud and, and crimes, you know, th- those are the kind of results results that that people want. And and so, look, I don't blame Trump entirely for COVID. I don't think any politician in his shoes would have handled it all that much better at the national level. But who knows? It's a counterfactual. Sweden, pretty good. We got to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and become a member over at TimCast.com because we're going to have, I can only imagine it's going to be a hilarious big debate members only segment where we'll, we'll get back into all of the state versus liberty versus conservatism stuff. Or we can talk about seed oils. And, oh, all and we'll all agree on that one. Timcast.com, click join us. But let's uh, read your super chats. Arrow says, please talk about Ecto Life's artificial womb facility. I'm not familiar. Do you oh guys my know gosh, about I saw I a video that, on yeah, that. I played that video in the beginning of, of one of my reports. It's it's a it's not a real video. Yeah, it's, it is f- it, a fake. It's a fake video of uh, what is, is essentially a plan for the Matrix, but the Matrix in in you know people being forced to make genetically engineered babies. It was like a warehouse of like incubators, basically. Yeah, but it's all graphics. It's all fake. It's not real. But but that's a concept that they're trying to make into a real idea. Grofty says my throat hurts from laughing. But but thank you for oh, the yeah, super yeah. chats. Well, what do we got? Clint Torres says, Tim, I think you have an interesting perspective regarding the death penalty. I also think Michael has an equally interesting yet different perspective that I think is worth talking about. Hmm. Uh, I oppose the death penalty mostly because in order for it to happen, you need people. I'll use the worst example possible. Kamala Harris comes to me and says, trust me, Tim, this guy should die. I'm going to be like, uh, no way, dude. You know, if, if, if there's a circumstance where I know definitively that someone is an active threat, then I believe the use of force, which may, which ultimately including really, capital punishment, uh, capital punishment is still hard for me. But I suppose there is a circumstance where if you could if you could if, if it was proven to me definitively as a like absolute, this person will be a threat to society unless he is he is dead, then I would be OK, I get it. So you, you but you, you think that the death penalty is only justified to protect the society to to stop someone from causing harm and destroying but you don't think it would be justified for retribution no i don't i don't i don't believe in retribution 
Really? Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say it that way because in certain circumstances, I would. It's, I want to be absolute. I don't think I, think, I think that if you subdue the threat, the only real question beyond that point is, should we extend our labor and resources to providing for someone who has effectively forfeited their right to society? What if you, if you kill them, though, then you're not providing for them. And, and the challenge I have there is in a perfect system, like I just I don't like the idea of killing something that's not a threat. I'd rather put them on a boat and kick them out. But then the problem is they, they're still a threat. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Ex- exile doesn't work. So ultimately, in a, in a, in a realistic scenario— my issue with the death penalty is there's no government authority that I will trust that someone deserves to die. What about deep fakes? They're going to show you video of someone getting killed. Exactly. And they'll be like, that's yeah. why I saw it. See? I, I guess the reason I keep trying to hone in on this is if it, if you oppose the death penalty because you don't trust the government, that's one thing. But if you oppose the death penalty, even if you knew the guy did it, you know, for the purposes of retribution, that's different. Because there are three purposes of criminal justice, deterrence, rehabilitation and retribution. And we only ever talk about those first two now. Right. And so it's deterrence. Well, you know, you've got... Uh, well, and what's funny is the opponents of the death penalty always downplay deterrence. They say it doesn't actually deter people, and which is co- controversial. But also, we don't really enforce the death penalty anymore. So it's like, of course, it's not deterring people. We don't actually enforce it. Uh, but, but then rehabilitation is the one everyone focuses on. They say that the, the, re- the only reason to punish people is to rehabilitate them, bring them back into society. Obviously, the death penalty doesn't do that. Though I think it actually does. I think Dr. Johnson is right when he says, depend upon it, sir, when a man knows he's to be hanged in a fortnight, it concentrates his mind wonderfully. I think it can rehabilitate a man a lot better than maybe 30 years in prison. But, but, but furthermore, the primary purpose of the criminal justice system, up to and including capital punishment, but the whole thing, it seems to me, is retribution. Well, do you think it's, that it's to punish I I people for committing crimes? Do you think? Because, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I my my philosophy is we rehabilitation should be number one. But but uh, uh, if we say that the primary purpose of jails is rehabilitation then we could all be sent to jails today. I mean, we could all use a little bit of rehabilitation, right? The uh, reason but, we're not but, is because we didn't commit any crimes. No, but of course, like, I don't mean that. I'm saying if someone breaks the law, we want to say, okay, we want to eliminate the threat you pose to society and work towards no longer having you be a threat to society. But you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't think, though, that though deterrence and rehabilitation are good secondary effects of punishment, do you, do you not think that given, given, I think we would all agree the purpose of the jails and the prisons is to punish people for committing crimes. So it, the the purpose is retribution, even if you think, well, I don't really care that right. much. But well, no, it, no, I think it is, but I, do, I disagree with that. I think it, it's caused problems for us. What problems do you think? We end up with massive criminal populations that just harden each other. We, you end up with low-tier criminals who go in and become worse criminals than get out, and they extend their life of crime perpetually. And so my issue is, like, how do we actually just stop all of it? How do we how do we stop the recidivism? If we're telling someone you did wrong, pay the price. They go, okay, you know, I'll be out in a year. And then they go right back to doing exactly what they were doing. So we should put a heavier focus on, okay, how do we make you not do that? Now, there's some stupid answers like, let's pay criminals not to commit crimes. I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, that's dumb. Someone no, will yeah. commit a crime on purpose just to get but the I benefits. But I think we agree on this. We agree that you should rehabilitate criminals when you can. And once they've paid their debt to society, they get out. And hopefully we can reintegrate them into society. Uh, I just, uh, the, the reason. It's, an, it's retribution's an emotional satisfaction that we pay money for. No, I think it's justice. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. ju- giving people what they deserve. And so with retribution, you know, it, it, it 
a lot of people say that this is an attack on human dignity, especially when it comes to capital punishment. They say, we believe in human dignity, and so therefore we can't have it. But, you know, what it comes from is the book of Genesis. Whosoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, because man is made in the image and likeness of God. So it's actually, because we take human dignity seriously, that's why we believe that if you harm people, and especially if you kill people, then we're going to kill you right back. Do you think Let's that sadism look, has a place in Christianity? No. Well, we, finding, I, I got to read more super chats. In, it's a very big conversation. The question, yeah, maybe no. on the answer, because okay, finding joy in the pain of others is kind of like ret- what I see of as let's, let's get some more super chats in. Sorry. I don't, it's a good, that, it's a good a question. question. I have thoughts on it, but we'll get to it. Get to All it. right. Kalishnikov says, people claiming that Trump's NFT scam is trolling is the saddest cope I've seen from the right. There are a thousand ways to raise money from passionate, unrepresented people and an F, F, NFT scam, ain't it? I wouldn't call it a scam. It's a commercial product. Uh, Trump's uh, found a way to make art that people might want. And I think people can buy it if they want to. Uh, I would encourage people to buy it if they like the pictures. I think some, think some of the pictures are funny. I think the prices are great. I think what's cringe about it is that Trump said, we need a superhero and I've got a major announcement, but it was just him selling a product. Is he, did yeah. he declare yeah. for president yet? Because yes. this is, okay, right. so this is campaign financing? Presumably. I, yeah. I actually don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess you guys be. don't right click those photos now. Don't do it. That's <laughs> <All right>. bad. <laughs> Jeremiah says someone made Michael Knowles, I identify as correct, into a YouTube short. It's one of the funniest shorts I've ever seen. <laughs> I <laughs> saw that, that, that interview. See? Tell us about it. Uh, you know, it, so it refers to, I had this gal on Bronte Remzik, who's a pro-abortion med student. And saw she, that. Did you see that? Yeah. So we had this two and a half hour conversation and uh, it, it veered off at one point. Because, you know, when she was talking about abortion, she even kind of admitted by the end, she said, yeah, okay, we should ban late-term abortion. She, she seemed to come over more to, more to the pro-life side than she already was. But what held her up was the, the trans thing. Because she, she said, Michael, when we're talking about pregnant people, and I said, hey, hold on. You mean mothers? She goes, well, if you want to say that, they're not all mothers, you know? I said, well, who, which ones aren't mothers, you know? And she got really hung up on it. And, and so I said, okay, Bronte, you believe that we need to affirm everyone's self-identity i identify as correct and more correct than you so do you affirm that and it's i guess that's a good point thank you because you know i realized you know i was just a line that sort of came to me but it is the answer to this question because a lot of times what conservatives will do is they'll say well i do identify as a medical expert well i do identify as a hippopotamus but it's like no you don't we all know you don't you're being dishonest but i actually do identify as correct. That is my self-identity. No, 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 so, no, no. I'll put it yeah. this way. You, you say that uh, a child says, I feel this way, and they should be affirmed, right? Could, could that child be wrong? Right. Well, the child knows what's best for them, so, they must, so you're, you're going to affirm what they view as correct. Okay, I feel that I'm correct about this issue. Will you state for the record that you affirm me in being correct for this, this issue? You're not a doctor. That's basically what they'd say, right? They'd immediately ditch their premise about self-identity. Is, you know, you could, you, could, you could counter with the child is talking about their personal experience in their life that no one else can answer for. And so my argument is, are, are, are you saying that you know definitively the child is right in every circumstance? Is, does desistance exist? Right. Of course it does. Right. Even if it's only, they'll argue, a low, a low rate, 10%. Okay. Yeah. That means there's a 10, 10, uh, uh, one in 10 kids you talk to is actually wrong, but you're telling them that they're right? Now, why would you do that? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm the 10% of people you've talked to who is wrong, but please just tell me I'm right like you would for them. Of course. And, and even, say it for the camera. I don't even know where they get this idea that, 
only an individual can know his ontological nature. I mean, that's not the case. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm not a, a, a tree expert, but I can, I can look, I, I know what a pine tree is, right? It's back to <laughs> the know? conversation that the, the society is not about the individual. It's about the connection between two or more people. And if that's how the kid learns to identify is through its surroundings and the people yeah, around Yeah, that's it. a great point, actually. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's read more. We got uh, Shane Mann. He says, Luke, my man, you're wrong. The NBC reporter who doesn't do weather showed up on the TV this morning in the ice cold storm. They had him reporting outside during the blizzard. He looked miserable. <laughs> Did they bring him back? He came back today. Really? Is it, I, I don't know. What's well, they the kept him outside, right? I mean, that's still not great. What's it's his like, name? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy's I, name. I just, the last I saw, he was posting pictures from his vacation, but not at work. So if he came back to work today, I apologize and I was wrong. Also, Keith Oberman was just banned from Twitter. Jeez. What? Yes. Dude, Elon's, what? you're going yeah. too far, Holy. brother. You got to let go. I know that it's Yo, emotional attack, time they, and they your attack, son. Right, right. You cannot, that's why you don't want one person in charge of who gets to stay and who has to go. Because if they get emotionally charged up, they're not making decisions Yo, clearly. But if, if it's got to be one Keith person. Keith Oberman must be going and crazy. If, if Elon, I have not seen what they got banned for elon so if i'm out of line i'm out of line but come uh, on brother if if elon musk nukes twitter and just shuts the whole thing down i am going to spend i i am going to order every pizza that papa john's has <laughs> we are going to have a big party i'm getting light set yep, up yeah and we are going to celebrate yep. i love and hate twitter and if it finally ended i would have a it, it would be yeah. like yeah, I get it. I like the instant news feed, but it would just be so epically hilarious. We having pizza and wings. All I, I would lead his cause for canonization. It would, he would do so much good for the world. <laughs> canonization. <laughs> Keith Olbermann. You know what it is? These people have been calling for violence. They've been doxing yeah. and they've been getting away with it forever. Yeah. This. Wow. That's man. great. That's great. You know, look, they they ban Alex Jones. Keith Olbermann is at least as wild and eccentric and crazy on the left as Alex Jones is on the right. You know, it's actually, he's way more crazy. I know what he's doing. And this is about the philosopher King. He's getting rid of extremists. He yep. doesn't care what the rules are. He's saying Olbermann is a nut job. He posts vitriolic, psychopathic content. Gone. Yep. Rupar, he lies nonstop, making everything worse. Gone. The problem gone, is gone, 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 Keith gone, is going to do that whether he's on Twitter or not. It's yes. the same problem. Just muting these people is not the answer in my I, opinion, man. I, I agree. However, that's what I think Elon is doing. He's saying the most vitriolic people yeah. are gone. And this means I'm willing to bet there are people on the right who he brought back will probably be gone soon as well. Yeah. Some already are. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Baked Alaska, I think, did he get banned instantly? He came back and was instantly banned, banned for saying something about Jewish people. Yeah. yeah. Did he get banned? I think. I, like, I, I read that earlier. He said, here's a fresh start, here's your opportunity, hmm. and the vitriolic comments are getting removed. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's just cultivating uh, social space. I mean, I, you know, and so I, I recognize, I mean, I keep pushing back on you, Luke, because, you know, I'm the tratty here. But, like, I, I recognize <laughs> that there is a risk to all of these things. And that's that. That's why we need to take care and, I think, deal with, with uh, some complexity and nuance in our yeah, political I, issues. I, I'm, go I, I could be wrong about Baker yeah. Alaska, by the way. But I... But I like cultivating nice space. I like living in a good society. You know, I, I just like it. I don't want to live in an ugly one. I, I like just think it, in a but, good but if you're going to be bowing down to the powers that are in charge right now, you're bowing down to some really bad people making some really bad decisions. Elon Musk, you might agree with his decision. I personally don't. Uh, and I think there's a slippery slope, especially if, when you start censoring uh, people. I, I agree. But, you know, I got to uh, if. Oh, I see what it, Olbermann tweeted. Someone said this in chat. Olbermann tweeted Mastodon account that was tracking Elon's plane. That's oh, probably what he's doing. He's yeah. like, dude, my kid was attacked. I'm not playing games. And those totally. other journalists totally. probably are doing the same thing. Yep.
Yeah, totally. Yep. We don't know yet. We're going to find out. And I think Elon's going to speak on this like he speaks about a lot of his decisions. And I think he's going to be more forthcoming about why this decision was made. I posted a tweet that people said was making fun of Elon Musk. It was making fun of the circumstances around him. But Elon responded with fire emojis. And a lot of people said he doesn't get it. He's being made fun of. And I'm like, no, I think he, he gets the joke. Yeah. He understands the point. He's, I think the billionaire genius gets the meme, generally he, speaking. You he, know? he has said that he wants to piss off the far left and the far right. And he wants there to be a space. So if I make a point and he's like, yeah, fair point. You know, people will blindly agree. And he puts fire emojis or maybe he's dumb. Whatever you want to think. Like, I think he he wants a space where the the screamy, you know, Kathy Griffin types are not dominating the conversation. Yeah. But ultimately, they're posting his location. Let's also stand, not so. forget, I mean, I know that sometimes my views are viewed as slightly to the right of Genghis Khan or something. <laughs> Moderation is a virtue. I'm not saying that we need to squish and find some middle ground with demons, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> like Balenciaga satanic pedos. But like, you know, moderation, actually, uh, actually being a temperate, moderate person, that is a virtue. Let's read this. John Bushnell says, on the subject of free speech, I'm more with Luke. But the bigger issue I see is that media services do not give me adequate tools to filter out content I don't want to see, especially for my kids, but also just for myself. Yep, that most social media networks deeply, desperately need an ability for you to type in what you want not to see as well as what you're searching for. Yeah. The real Hydro PX, you know, we're a big fan, Hydro. He says, New York City is a duty to retreat state. That means you cannot just end someone because you thought they were trying to harm you. And uh, I disagree with that. I think there should be some reasonable expect. Like you, you, you better prove that this person was really yeah. a threat to you. You can't just, you know, I was talking to a lawyer about West Virginia or you know, someone in law enforcement, and they were like, "Look, someone walks on your property, you can't shoot them. Someone walks on your property carrying a weapon, now they're in trouble. Yeah. Even because it's an open, it's a constitutional carry state. But you trespass and you're armed, and someone fires on you, you're gonna have a very hard time defending yourself. What and about if you a, die, what about a baseball bat? Even even then, what about a big stick? They're walking around with a stick in their hand. See, this is the point of judges and juries. Yep. Because the law can say, don't carry a weapon. And someone could carry a handful of nails and be running. And you and you go, ah, they're coming at me. And you shoot them. And then it turns out he was running to his friend whose car broke and he had the nails he was asking for for some reason or something and like you that. And you know, it's on this very point, the uh, wonderful Harvard Law professor, Adrian Vermeule, ha- has done a lot. He's trying to revive the classical law tradition. And he distinguishes between two types of law. You know, and in, in English, we don't really distinguish between these things. But there's law like lex, you know, law written down in statutes and constitutions. And there's law as in use, as right. in the, the background principles and, and context in which the written positive law exists. And we, so we, that's very important to know those, that we, distinction. We talk about it from time to time. There's a, a funny book called like uh, Old Laws or something like that. And it's like it's illegal to put a pie on your windowsill yeah. uh, except on like Tuesday afternoon. And it was a law from back when 100 people lived in this town and the smell of pie would attract wild animals. Yeah. Made sense. Now that it's a big city, no one worries about it. And they're like, I can't put a pie in my window. So that's so weird. So we don't enforce the law anymore. Yeah. It's now, just another example of big government taking away the simple joy of putting a pie on my window. So, you know, <laughs> but these- back then, if you did, people would show up to your house. And they'd flip the pie and be like, are you nuts? We don't <laughs> want to deal with mountain lions. Yeah. And they'd be offended and angry by it. Nowadays, nobody cares. So the cop's not going to do anything. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. Drelo says, I love you, Luke, but your view early on reminded me of the libertarian version of, quote, well, that's not real communism. Yeah, that's the problem. I think I want to make sure that you don't overcompensate and had so just push back so hard against authoritarianism that you end up becoming a radical 
uh, libertarian? Because no, you're well, not. Well, la- I don't let, think of you as let, let me just say, I'm actually glad that Luke is pushing so hard because we don't have that degree of anarchy. And so if you have someone who's like, no government, you end up with a little bit. But when you have yeah. a, a pendulum <laughs> swinging, if you it's push, if you push back yeah. against the pendulum really hard, you find it goes to the extreme. You want to be friction in the system that slows the pendulum down. I don't know it, what you're talking about here. I made this statement before. <laughs> clearly, if you believe in a parks department, you're a communist. Listen, <laughs> I cannot stand government. Some of the worst horrible atrocities on the face of this earth. Democide. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Have happened because of government. Government is the ultimate evil. We should be financing and fueling it. The decision for your life should be made by you and you only and you should be making them responsibly let darwin win and i'm, I'm pretty sure that the government was a leading cause of regicide as well yeah that's that's true <laughs> yeah. you know you know it's uh, uh, there is another historical fact though some of the worst people on earth ever have been, have been individuals did you know that whoa uh, now listen oh. i studied history you know, as hold, an undergrad, hold on. but this might sure? this is a sh- this might be shocking but i don't know if you guys know this hitler was an individual hold no, on no he wants to hold the fort who adolf St- hitler St- stalin was actually five <laughs> which people. one which, <laughs> which hitler <laughs> um ricky ricky his, oh, ricky his, hitler his, that his, makes more his, sense his, <laughs> yeah little known cousin richard yeah stalin was five people actually yeah. he's a communist so that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. Eric Nelson says Luke is 100% correct. Those who shut down speech are admitting they don't have the argument to counter the speech they dislike. Uh, you know, so I don't consider myself libertarian. I consider myself libertarian-ish, like I'm on the libertarian spectrum, but there's degrees of authority you're willing to entertain. And the point that I was making with why we don't tolerate, we don't tolerate advocacy for, like he's mentioned, child porn. We don't go out and arrest someone for arguing for it, though. We just don't yeah. tolerate them in our circles culturally. And it's because I, I, when the Florida bill came out about parental rights and education and the parents' right to decide if their kid does or doesn't get medical treatment, I said, makes sense. The parent should have final say. Then I read another story where a parent was trying to give their kid a sex change and people were saying the government should stop this. And I was like, now that's interesting. At what point do we decide the government should or shouldn't? It is a, it is a communal moral standard that is different between the left and the right. The law doesn't define so then I was like, okay, we need communally uh, agreed upon standards. Otherwise, there's there's no law and it's just and, and chaos. We, and we will ha- have them. I mean, I guess that is my other point. Regardless of what one wishes, you know, would that it were so simple, there will always be community standards. That's just how humans operate. And so yeah. every, every, just less mafia is the better for me. Every, everybody is like saying they agree with Luke or they disagree. I think it's funny because no one's actually addressing your points. They're like, Luke is wrong or Luke is right instead of Michael Knowles is right or wrong. Because, but, I'm, uh, because I'm just speaking common sense. But this is a good one. DS says, Luke is Neo dodging those questions at point blank range. <laughs> hey, I, th- those are emotionally driven questions based on a lot of times straw men. So, uh, okay, if, you know, excuse me for not engaging in. Oh, uh, I was just trying to engage in the free marketplace of ideas. Of course, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just calling them out as emotionally driven questions. I just thought we had were. to. I thought, what, what does that mean to say an emotionally driven question? You picked up specific circumstances with specific, very nuanced cases in order to make your argument no, based on emotion I don't think, rather than. I don't think my examples were nuanced at all. They were specifically not nuanced to get you to admit you that told, objective You told exists. me if I wanted to kick a baby. Right, because, like, you, because you, said, you said that Obviously, good Im- I don't want to kick a baby. So then, the then, but then, the then you're contradicting your previous claim that good and bad are simply arbitrary instead of objectively true. I'm saying it's arbitrary in the human uh, perspective for one individual to decide. But, the, what, but what, you what just you said it's objectively, it's objectively better to bake the pie for the widow than to kick the I, baby. I, I can, I so can you gi- contradicted. I can give you a simple physical logical statement about what, what good and bad are. There is a reason why it is universally morally true that kicking a baby is wrong. 
if everybody agreed that they could kick babies, humanity would cease to exist. We as hmm. humans exist for the human experience. Jeremy Boring said this and is a brilliant point. Hmm. Without humans, what's the point of anything that we do? We do it for humans. We have to be good I, stewards of the earth. Yeah, that's, but, that's a reason, but it's not, I don't think that's the ultimate purpose of humanity. Well, uh, to, to, to live for the, like his point, um, I thought it was a good point, but it was basically like, if there were no humans, would anything related to humans matter? Of course not. Right. Like, would our right. laws matter? No, of course not. So that means everything is confined within this space. But ultimately, my point is, if we tolerated things that destroyed humanity, there would be no humanity. Therefore, that is a universal bad. But we, now, don't, we don't only serve humanity, I guess is my point. It seems to me the purpose of life is to know God and to serve him on earth and to, to enjoy him forever in heaven. And that, that's the sort of traditional view of things. And uh, for those who are agnostic or atheist, you might be sort of laughing at me right now. But uh, at the very least, let me use kind of new agey language. You know, the purpose of life, man, is to find something outside of yourself and our merely human endeavors and to find something greater and a higher power and, you know, and whatever, bro, or I don't know. So, but it's like, I think most people would agree with that. We're not merely serving our own interests. That but, gets but don't tedious. you see within right, the last right. few decades how a lot of people have been replacing God and using the state as their own religion, as their own kind of cult? I do yeah. believe in the power of religion, but when the government uh, intervenes in so much in our lives, people are literally seeing government as their entity, as their God, as what they should worship, of what they should follow. But, but all human conflict ultimately is theological, so all political debates are religious as well. Let's, let's, we're, we're about to, we're about to go about to, who's got the water. We're, yeah. Yes. We're about to go to members only, so let me read one more really good super chat. Carlo Magno says, Tim, I don't believe in capital punishment unless you trespass in my property pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a funny, it's a funny super chat, but my point is, I don't believe in killing another person unless they're an immediate threat. The challenge, however, is if there's someone who is clearly a threat to society and you've subdued them by putting them in a small concrete box, snuffing out their life is, is a challenge for me morally. Is it not? You know, some people say death penalty is cruel and unusual punishment. Seems to me the opposite. Is it? Well, we know it was not unusual from the ratification of the Constitution because the punishment for a felony was the death penalty. But don't you think life in prison or solitary or something? To me, that seems yeah, I agree. cruel yeah. and unusual. You know? I, I, I would actually argue locking someone in a box. If someone's truly a threat to others, so you decide to lock him up and control every moment of their life and limit their the ability to live for 30 years— could actually be worse than just killing them. Yeah. But I just, I, you know, sometimes I don't have logical answers for, for things. Like when I, when I was talking with um, Glenn Beck about abortion, I was like, the issue ultimately comes down to there's a point where I just don't know. I just don't have it in me to advocate for killing another person that has been locked in a box. Hmm. Maybe they can request it. But let's do this. We're going to go to the members only section and have a, a ridiculous debate where everyone's going to start yelling again. So head over to TimCast.com, become a member. I think this one's going to be really fun and there's going to be a lot of noises. So go to TimCast.com, click the join us button, sign up, and we'll be there in about an hour. You can follow the show. Uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Smash that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. Michael, do you want to shout anything out? I do, actually. I do. Well, obviously my show, The Michael Knowles Show at The Daily Wire, five days a week. I love shouting that out. Uh, I love shouting out at the book club at PragerU. That's another show that I do. But speaking of books, do, and, and it's on this show in particular, do you know, I I would like to thank the Tim the Timcast oh, audience. Yeah. You, 
you guys almost single-handedly made that book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, available now for uh, order. Uh, you you almost trolling, single-handedly made me. it. By tro- I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I went on very big TV shows and very big shows to sell the book, and they helped. Nothing worked like your show, Tim. And the, the fanatical Timcast monsters who forced you to plug my book every <laughs> five times a show for like it was great. two months. It was great. So thank you for making and Speechless a number one. You know, like, because people would super chat and say, man, that story is really crazy, Tim. Hearing about this family has left me speechless, <laughs> just like Michael's. And after a couple times, I'd be like, okay, okay. And then because, you know, here's what I do when I read super chats. I actually read them yeah. before I speak the words. Mm. So I'm reading two words ahead yeah. of what I'm saying. <laughs> But I can't read the whole sentence before I start reading. Otherwise, the show would lag. So I read, man, that story is really crazy. Then I say it. And then I see the speech. And I go, <laughs> and I got I to gotta read it. But it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was funny. It was fun. And it was like a brilliant emergent marketing campaign. It worked really well. I wish I could take credit. But it's really, it's just your uh, fanatical listeners. So it was thank, a meme. It thank was a meme. you. Thank you, memes. Meme memes. makers. Where can people find you on Twitter? People get, for now, they can find me at Michael J. Knowles. But I don't know. Elon is going on a banning spree. So maybe by the end of this, maybe I'll be gone too. Maybe. Yeah, did we dox you by telling people where you were right now? <laughs> you I might have. Um, it was great talking to all you communists today. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't agree with you, Michael, but don't worry. I'm not a statist. I'm not going to ban you or try to get you banned. But I, I thank you for engaging with me and creating a thought-provoking conversation that uh, sparked a lot of different conversations. So it was awesome. It was fun. Well, thank you, and Luke. I enjoyed it as well. And I am texting Elon right now to ban you from all social media platforms. He follows me. I got him direct. I know. I don't that's know, very I don't, I don't impressive. Know, I don't, know, I know, if, I don't I know. know if you got him direct, but I, <laughs> I, I, got, I got the connect. You don't. So uh, my YouTube channel um, and my Twitter uh, uh, channel that Elon follows is uh, at uh, Luke We Are Change. We Are Change on YouTube. I did a very interesting video about what's happening with Twitter, Elon Musk, free speech. Uh, that conversation is on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. See you there. Thank you again so much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you. Always spectacular michael uh god is good i believe the word is derived from good god they sound like the exact i mean i can't imagine they are not meant for each other just be a coincidence and let's find out let's get down to what that means maybe later tonight uh other than that yeah i think literally yeah is good yeah just with an extra o uh or good is god I need a Figma developer, someone out there that does UI and UX uh, and is familiar with the Figma stuff that can build components for Figma. If you want to get involved with a nonprofit that I'm starting that we're building some Ligma? badass technology. Well, 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 no, Figma, Figma, not Ligma, not our 2424. Jack's, Jack's giving out funding for these projects, man. Oh, yeah. Jack just funded Noster. Jack and, uh, and, Dorsey. And Tor. Uh, so beautiful with, uh, with the, the, you know, the, the, the tech stuff you're building. Yeah. I'm really excited to get Bill Lottman involved, Jack Dorsey, Chris Pavlovsky. I think it's going to be a really great front end piece to add on to a lot of these social networks. So if you want to get involved, hit me up on Twitter or minds and, um, we'll work from there. And, uh, I'm Ian Crossland, obviously you can check me out anywhere you want, baby. See you later. What's up everybody. Thanks for having me on guys. Thanks chat. Uh, I want to shout out Serge. Follow him at surge.com. He's not here today. And he also wanted me to shout out Elon Ma, which is Chinese Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. He's a favorite of ours. So go check him out. He's great. All right, everybody. We'll see you all over at timcast.com in about an hour. Thanks for hanging out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.